This episode is powered by Poddex. and fat girls looking to our edition of Talking Pop. It's the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan Chaisker, joining my co-host, Biko. Hello. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Hope you guys keep it warm because it's still freaking cold as heck right now. We're still dealing with that polar vortex right now that's pretty much going to be sticking with us. Most of us be going to next week, possibly the rest of the month. I don't know. Um, guys, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, we watched it, and I mean the ads. I don't. Know, what can you say about the ads, Vico? <laughs> um, I actually uh, I watched a YouTube video on another guy watch with his content to kind of get a what I call I guess you could say a different perspective on things. And he made a, a interesting point to where he mentioned that like uh, well he kept saying the Super Bowl. Because it's shitty to him, and he's and but that's because he he's a Packers fan, and since I guess they lost in the playoffs, he didn't want to watch it because of that. He doesn't. Um, but then he had mentioned that there's always people he sees in his comment section talk about how they uh, they watch it for the commercials and all that stuff. And then he uh, he had mentioned that like there's no commercials that even stand out anymore. Most of them are pretty stupid and just not funny or entertaining. Um, and he actually. And I kind of agree with him, um, only because I'm not really a big fan of football, but he's got a point. Most of these commercials are not, they're just not good anymore. Like, they're very unoriginal, um, and then they're, you know, at least when it pertains to this year, they were using a lot of uh, what they call, like, woke talking points mm-hmm. in a lot of these sh- commercials. Um I mean, it was at least as someone who's vegan, I like I, I like that Oatly had a commercial, but it was very cringy and just not good. But I understand why they went with that route. Yeah, um, it's the guy. If you guys don't remember, it's if you did watch Super Bowl, it's the guy who's like off key singing about like 
Oatley's brand image, and and he's just playing on the piano, a couple little chords, and and it, and it's just not good. But I think that's what helped it stand out because people it got people talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, and he also mentioned that YouTube, that YouTuber in particular. He also mentioned how you they a lot of these uh, companies who do spend the five million to put their commercials out that you they started they start uploading their their commercials on YouTube and stuff to get more um, I guess you could say buzz and more ad revenue from it and ad getting ad revenue right it's kind of funny but uh yeah he had mentioned that they uploaded weeks in advance and so um, that's that's how I found out about the Cadillac commercial though for their electric car the Cadillac lyric with using the Edward Scissorhands thing. Um, little, I guess you could say, not tribute, I don't know what to call it, a parody, right? There you go, parody. Um, but that's the only one I, I was looking forward to. I know you had said, uh, uh, that they showed, I didn't see that, but they, they showed the Winter Soldier and Falcon trailer, yeah, which um, is but, interesting, but I, I don't like trailers, so you can, you yeah, can talk about Yeah, it was more like that. a TV spot, um, they should show, like, a little, like, 30 second spot of, you know, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier and Falcon, because it comes out. Um, in March comes out March nineteenth of this year, and um, it wasn't bad. I mean, it showed like you know them you know taking out his work. It's all about you know carrying on what Steve Rogers laid down the foundation for, and of course Baron Zemo making his appearance. Um, it was all like a few minutes, like, and then they show like the, and then um, like I said, it cuts to even like um, Agent Carter's gonna be in there, like Sharon Carter's gonna be in there, so we get to see her as well. Because she didn't... I mean, the only time you saw her mostly was during, like, Winter Soldier, the movie. So, at least she gets at least some spotlight in that film as well. In that show as well. I mean, it's one thing to push right now. I mean, when it comes to, like, also, too, it comes to movie trailers, it wasn't as much. I mean, there was the Fast and Furious 9 oh, God. spot, which I didn't see for some reason. I don't know how I didn't see it. But they showed, like, that much Shyamalan trailer for old. It looks interesting. It's an interesting plot. Um, it wasn't that much. And, of course, you know, they're... I mean, the commercials-wise, um, of course, they, like you said, with the Wolf Coach right now, they did one with um, the Jeep, did this commercial with Bruce Springsteen. Um, he's driving the Jeep into the Lebanon, Kansas, where there's the church that sits, like, there's a little chapel that sits in the center of the U.S. It pretty much was the whole, like, especially with the, what right now with this culture right now, how we're divided right now, and it's all about being reunited again. Yeah, I mean, that was. It was, that all, was, it was like all about unity. Like these ads were more about unity. It's like a main thing. Like Budweiser, Harley, like Budweiser <laughs> did like a thing where they just brought like the old characters from the old ads and stuff. That was it. It wasn't much because I heard they weren't going to spend that much on extravagant it because of what's going on and stuff. Like Coke didn't do much either as well. Like a lot of these big companies didn't do much ads. Like it wasn't as much as it wasn't you know years past because of what's going on right now in society right now. It's like, but they rather donate it. You know, for the causes versus like. But I liked, but okay, so that's a good point you raised. Um, but that's the thing is that these companies, they pulled the away their ad or their marketing money to to not put out these ads and instead donate their stuff, and I think that worked best on their end because a lot of these commercials were using politics and really, really nailing that in on. I want to say, like, I mean, they show, like, what, 10 commercials every break or so? Yeah. They show a lot. And so, and, and, and guys, if you are fans of football or you watch NFL football, you're not, you're fully aware of how much of the game it is really just ads 
and then it's like 10 minutes of actual airtime of, of the actual game. So there's not any different when it comes to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, the game gets extended because of the halftime show and taking about a half hour. But uh, when it comes to pertaining to the ads, I think it worked best towards the companies that didn't put anything because, um, as you can tell, with the social media being a tool for communication, a lot of people went into the into the comments and, and basically bashing a lot of these woke commercials or um, the ones that were just basically pandering to a lot of things. Like, I, there's one in particular I want to point out is the Wayne's World one. Um, oh, it'll breeze. Just because, yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, considering that they spend $5 million for this ad, but then they're basically telling you to support local when they're taking, when they're the ones who take a big commission fees <laughs> on the small businesses they fucking, they, they contract with. To, to yeah they, they give them a platform for exposure and, and convenience through their their platform but at the same time it's kind of it's like the pimp it's like the pimp pimping out the prostitute and telling them like oh hey give her an extra tip or give them an extra tip next time support your local hoe but then it's like you guys are the ones who are putting people out of business because of this like you you're charging high commission fees and then you go off and spend uh, five million dollars on a commercial that was very cringy. Um, yes, it's nice to see Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. We, we pray their characters are very popular, but then you throw Cardi B and look. I, it is what it is. I'll come off as a hater on this, but it's just like, oh, I, I just get cringed out with all this shit going on. And then you see like Cardi B just. I, it just didn't make any sense. But it's for Uber Eats to make a commercial like that was very fucking stupid just cuz it's like you guys are the reason why a lot of these small businesses are are not able to really set up their their businesses for success because they yes they kind of get put in a spot where they're not able to they might not have the channels to pay into marketing and, and obviously with the pandemic that's only increased it tenfold to where we do need to support local community businesses and yeah, help small. I mean, I know Colbert had a little spot because he had a, they always have like a late night special episode after yeah, the game. And even he was like, oh yeah, don't forget to support your local shops and shit like that. Like, okay, Colbert, like, thanks for letting us know, but it's like, you are part of NBC. Like, that's a joke. Like, so it's. No, he's not CBS. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever. Like, they're both big networks, but it, it's kind of, it sucks that like these guys who are. Who yes, they disrupted a certain industry, but at the same time, like they're like I, I I go back to refer to the pimp pimping out the prostitute thing. It's like these businesses are already in a tough spot, and the last thing we need is Uber Eats or we'll say DoorDash because they're not and they're well, not. Well, DoorDash actually kind of like their commercials. Like, I guess they did like a little um, collaboration with uh, Sesame Workshop. Right, but do you but... understand? Like these companies are taking a big share of their profit. Only because yes, they give on an app platform and they do do help independent contractors, but they're also the ones who are the reason why a lot of these people can't make sustainable income, and as well as taking businesses out because they're they're kind of forced into a position where they do have to, if they succumb to this, like that's why there's people who at least try to preach that like, hey, if we'll say deliver for example, there's a lot of pizza spots that may not go on there and yeah we got apps like slice that are trying to provide a better um we'll say a better option a better outlet to where you can still order direct with them but at the same time it's like there's still you could still call you could still do you could still yes order on 
from the app. You try to look and see your local places if they are able to have an app, or just give them a call. It's you're better off calling the business better, straight up. Yeah, it's better like you see if you can call on Google. See, they, sometimes on some sites do have it. Mm-hmm. They do have a website or directly call, and they use the interface of that. Like that's a good option. You bring up. It's a good point because it's like. It's just it's, it's, just, it's a bad taste. Like Grubhub and Uber Eats and all those are as a convenience standpoint, it makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like the only thing I my biggest gripe is that they charge so much for surgeries, yet they want you to jump on their pass, like the Uber Eats pass. At the same time, you're paying ten dollars a month. And yeah, you save on the delivery, but at the same time, you're still paying their service fees, which I do understand. It's like they're like take from it, but at the same time, it's like like you said, because the best thing to do is go on Google and pretty much you know. Um, look up the the restaurant you want work from the local restaurant and see they have a website where you can work through their interface. Because I mean, there's some local spots they do have a website built and they do have an algorithm where you can actually interface where you can order online and get it delivered here. Right. And, and what and they pay is their delivery at least they get. Yeah, they they get the full share of their commission and they're able to pay their drivers and all that. But that's what I mean. It's like it, it's very it's a disc, it leaves a bad taste in the people's mouths and perceptions where. These are people who are spending that five million on a commercial and telling you guys, "Oh, we'll do this," and we donated five hundred grand. Really, you spent five million? Like Budweiser, for example, they they spent five million on the ad, but then they're telling, "Oh, but we donated a hundred k to water stuff." Oh, okay, that's that's nice and dandy. Five million compared to hundred grand, like that's to them. Anheuser Busch? Are you kidding me? Like, it's a joke. It that's like pocket change. So like, it's just. Comparatively, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it's it, like I mentioned. It's pandering. It's just. It, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And yeah. And and the only reason I refer to that is that the guy was the the commenter specifically that I watch on YouTube was talking about it. How like a lot of these commercials, yeah, they use those political things to kind of off obviously drive the the notion home. It's like the remember the the Pepsi commercial of Kendall Jenner. It's like oh, we can stop this racial tension by just giving by popping open a Pepsi. It's like that shit. Like what do you Oh yeah. It's like exactly the it goes within that same trail of like what do you of disconnection of these companies that like we are, and it's this has been happening for years. I know it's not a surprise, but it's just like we see every year on, on such a big platform such as the Super Bowl being like it it's just it's it's gross, and like you mentioned, there wasn't a lot of movie trailers, and that's a lot a big deal when it comes to uh, yeah, I mean, people this, who like the commercial, like um, Ryan the Last Dragon, which looks interesting because uh, it's taking on um, you know it's taking on Chinese like Asian legends, and they do have a diverse cast, which is kind of cool. Kelly Murray Tran plays the she plays the main you know protagonist. Remember her? She plays Rose in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> she's um, she's the main actress, the main um, character in there, Raya. And you know, Aquafina is playing the dragon, so it's kind of cool to see like they're are exploring different like mythologies. But at the same time, even the writers are more diverse too. Like they actually got like consultations. They got Asian American, you know, writers writing the script and everything. So it looks interesting in that. Apparently, that's going to be in theaters, but also Disney Plus. Of course, we're doing the whole like premiere access. We got to pay thirty dollars to access it for a certain period of time. Like they did with like Mulan and all that stuff in the past. Which and of course, like I said, and then. Um, I just pulled up, like, I went on Yahoo Sports, and I just pulled up, like, I guess they do, like, greeting system on all these, like, commercials. Yeah, commercials. And, um, let's see here. What do you call grade A? Let's see. Um, grade A, they put, uh, as their grade A. Hey, I guess they do it by grades, so I'm going to go through the list. I'll, let's see if we agree or disagree on these, um, because I know, I think we did something like this last year where we also talked about Super Bowl commercials, and 
it's a pop culture thing because like I said they use like pop culture icons usually try to hit you with that nostalgia factor as well like you said about that um, we'll talk about that commercial with the with the Cadillac Limerick or what's it called Limerick or Lyric Lyric so, it's their new electric so this is what vehicle. they put for their grade 8 um, the first one they did was Bud Light, Bud Light Lemonade last year's Lemons uh, it pretty much was like it pretty much was, you know, like these lemons, you get lemonade. I guess it is a full fun of last year. And this is what their description or review of it was. Destruction wrought by lemons falling from the skies in an innovative and generally funny way to acknowledge the pandemic and the hell year that was 2020. The song, the visuals, and the sweet, gentle, optimist all work. It's an optimism that we need that we're still reaching for as we look around our empty living rooms during Super Bowl Sunday. Here's hoping we're going to lemonade sooner than night later. It was an interesting commercial. Because it was basically all the lemons coming down from the sky and stuff, and like gives you lemons, and it kind of gives like it's pretty much that wasn't a bad commercial. So you know they're trying to push a lot of the the hard seltzer and the lemon infused waters right now. Like a lot of companies are pushing that right now, and kind of it was okay in the sense that yeah, they're reflecting on last year, how last year was sucked, and it's described by these falling lemons and how it ruined everything basically, like the pandemic and all of this kind of ruined everything. Basically, all these social gatherings, all the events that we're looking forward to, traveling, looking forward to, all cut down because of this virus. And kind of like they took that symbolism of the lemon as a symbolism for that as well. But at the same time, give yourself kind of hope. That's weird. Yeah. That's what it gave me. Right out. Like, cringy. Um, the that, one, they rated that A, like an A? Yeah. God, all right. Well, um, the second one was Mountain Dew Count the Bottles. Um, that's the pink, so much pink. <laughs> it's that one commercial that had uh, John Cena. I forgot who was with him in that commercial, and I guess it's a new flavor in Mountain Dew's coming out like a pink commercial. And they're driving around and says, Pink, so much pink. I don't really have pink. This is our commentary. This one gets a nice in because I love the idea of thousands of devotees freeze framing the ad and trying to count all the dozens, hundreds, thousands of bottles burning the Mountain Dew logo onto their very souls they do. Um, that commercial is okay. I would have given it an A. But Mountain Dew, they always come out with different flavors, so interesting to see. I mean, I don't know what that flavor. I think it's like a melon berry flavor. I think it is, but with a pink. It was a colorful commercial, to say the least. Yeah, John Cena in there, who's been doing more acting than wrestling, so he's trying to you know branch out and different acting chops and stuff. You know, try to broaden his like resume and stuff that like he can do like different things. So that was alright. This is sub Mountain Dew. If you're a gamer, that's especially that's who they usually target is people that play video games and stuff. Because of the caffeine in it. Hmm. Um, the third one was um another one to give an A was by Anheuser Busch, Let's Grab a Beer. Yeah, that's that's the like This had highlights one of the main yeah. things COVID nineteen has taken off from us, casual relationships. This is what their commentary says. Things like getting up here to work friends at the end of the day, buying with a stranger in the same delayed flight as you, bar to your friends, taking your roommate out after they've been dumped. What's incredible is the ad doesn't feature the most of the, doesn't even feature most of these situations. It's just impossible to think about all the interactions we missed that we used to take for granted. No one expects a beer commercial to look genuine emotion, but this one aims for the heart and doesn't miss. Yeah, that one's nice. That actually wasn't that bad. I actually liked that one. That was more like yeah. There's one of things you miss. Simple, straight to the point. It was it was decent. Like Oh yeah, it was just it because it's relatable. It's very relatable. Happens. Uh, the other one was Huggies on um, Welcome Baby. Look, it's got to be pretty rough being a baby and getting dropped right in the middle of it all. But 
At least you got Huggies to take care of you, baby. Pretty cool bit here. If you believe Dad, these babies were all born on Super Bowl Sunday. All right. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Look, who knows how how much the birth rate was during last year during the pandemic? Because who knows? And like I said, it's something that at least Huggies saying that we're going to be there. We're still going to support you all the way. So eh, well, that's all right. I like this commercial, the one that's got they got here on the list. Um, it was from Toyota, uh, Upstream it's called. Uh, Jessica Long is a 13-time gold medal winning Paralympic swimmer. She's held multiple world records and is one of the most successful Paralympians of all time. Her story is inspiring, but it's about more than just her. Also about her parents deciding to adopt her from a Siberian orphanage, knowing that she would need major surgery in their life with a disability. What's more is that to say to that? I, like, I kind of like that commercial, kind of like, for the fact that I'm surprised they went that route and talked about her life and stuff. Like, she was willing to share what she went through. So they kind of shined a light on um, on Paralympians, which is cool. And they showed, like, some like, the parents, like, if they were deciding not to be an adopter and stuff, and because she was born with a disability, like, something with her legs, and they had to amputate because of the infection she was born with, and how the struggles that she had to go through, and, and just seeing how her parents were willing to take a chance to adopt her. That was a good commercial. It was really decent. This one was the more cringiest one. I don't know why they gave it an A, but it's a Tide commercial, a Jason Alexander hoodie. I don't remember watching this one. Yeah, it was like almost at the end, like almost the fourth quarter. I don't know. It was, to me, it was the cringiest ad. But this is what they, this is what Yahoo Sports said about it. The decision to soundtrack this ad with the greatest American hero, that song, you know, I'm out, I'm out walking out of there. <laughs> A.K.A. the famous George Costanza answering machine song. George. Takes a funny concept and at least just apply every different juice and expression as a laugh getter and they pack a ton of them into the ad. So even if you miss a few because you turn to the person next to you the same, believe it or not, George isn't home. He's going to mess it at the beat. You'll still get just a commercial. Yeah, that was kind of was cringiest because every time the guy had the kid had a sweater, like his face changes every in any situation. And then, of course, uh, you see George Sanders come out there and say, like, oh, that's my face. You got my face. Give me back my face. It was, I don't know, that was the most cringiest commercial ever. I'm sorry, Ty, that, that, I don't know why they deserve it. I didn't deserve it. Well, this is Yahoo. And plus, unless you know, if you watched Seinfeld, it probably would have got the joke. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's like, well, considering that now, they will, will use that as an example in the Cadillac one. Like, they got to start using references of stuff that we kind of grew up with. And, and they're reaching our demographic, uh, that middle age or uh, I want to say the the later 20s going into like mid 30s and so on and maybe reaching a little bit to 40 year olds because I mean yeah unless you're aware of or unless you're a big fan of Seinfeld not a lot of these not a lot of millennials or, or what do they call Gen Zers whatever are probably not going to know about it like the most I've seen even cross that threshold is people who know about friends right yeah. but that's with the help of Netflix and all that and all the streaming platforms kind of help uh, propel the, that popularity into the mainstream. I mean, you, there's no store you go to that doesn't have like some sort of friends merchandise or or even going to fucking like Target or something. But like I mentioned with this commercials, like uh, there's a there's a certain way, at least when it comes to a creative aspect, there's a certain way of using those references and trying to reach a broad audience. But like the Jason Alexander one, for example, that's kind of strange. Like he was, he's not even the main character in that show. He he, and he he does come out in most of the episodes, but he's not he's not used a lot compared to like Jerry or Kramer, 
Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, what's her name again? Elaine. Elaine. Yeah, like. If I don't know, I'm still watching first season. Yeah, so I can't really. And then you got like not a lot of people saw like the cat, like the Edward Scissorhands. Not a lot of people know about that movie. Um, it's a classic, but it, I'm biased. I love that movie, but like, there's not a lot of people who've watched that. So. And, and, and like we said earlier, I wish there was more movie trailers. Um, yeah, I didn't I mean, even see more, there's, there's ma- mainly. But... There's, yeah, and there's one that's coming up on the list here. From Amazon Studios, Coming to America 2. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's all Are right. we agreeing this? And this is what they said. I, I'm looking forward to that film. Because it's cool how they brought pretty much everyone back for the film. Well, yeah. But we're biased. Wes- and they got Wesley Snipes because I guess originally he was going to be in the first one. But something fell through and he couldn't make it in the first movie. So, But they added him. Yeah, that's weird. So here, this is what this is what Yahoo said about it. Are we bringing this one on a curve because we love the original so dang much? Absolutely. Eddie Murphy has a career of high peaks, steep valleys, and long blasted deserts, but he seems back in his element here. And this film's bench is so deep that Wesley Snipes, Tracy Morgan, and Leslie Jones are in the second line roles. Could be brilliant, could be a mess, but this trailer does exactly what it's supposed to mm-hmm. to get us to watch. So I'm looking forward to that film as well. Yeah, I mean, the only the only problem I have when it comes to these. Uh, well, th- at least these are sequels, but is is when they kind of uh, when they put them into a new modern world somewhat. Because obviously, with the technology moving along, it looks way different than when the movie came out. Um, the first one, at least, uh, and then adding new characters to kind of expand the lore of it. But I, it always, at least for me, I always go with these with apprehension because it doesn't necessarily it doesn't. It doesn't have the same charm that made the the first part of whatever the movie was as popular as it was in the back then. It kind of misses that charm, right? Mm. Because they're so relegated to having to tread the line between fan, like what I always talk about every time we have an episode, fan service is such a thing that like it always it makes me and I hate saying cringe all the time but it makes me cringe like a motherfucker because it's just so annoying like that's what that's what messes up the Star Wars series that's what messes up a lot of shows because sometimes a lot of these properties rely so heavily on the fan service that it takes away the creativity to capture the new um, generation of people who might might not be familiar with the property or or weren't at the weren't at the helm of of uh, having other people that living with influence them watching it. Like uh, we'll say, for example, what's uh, the Ninja Turtles? Right? They they rehash it over and over again, cartoon wise. They rehash it all the time. But the good thing about it is that they always get different animating houses to kind of put their spin on it, but and not relegate too much on whatever the charm was back then. We or same thing with Batman. Like, albeit uh, DC sucks when it comes to the movies, but for the most part, the Batman, uh, the Batman as a character has been something to where we get different directors coming to put their own spin on it for what it was, and we see that like yeah, there's some of them that aren't the best, but we do see at least that there is always an open door to where people can put their spin on it and there's it doesn't lose its charm. But at the same time, what at least pertains to coming to America too. Yeah, and like I am happy to see it because we we grew up with this movie with our parents and our, and we watched it with them, uh, albeit we're very young for it, but we watched it and we loved it and it's so charming, it's hilarious, and, and of it's course simple. our mom loves Eddie Murphy, so yeah, kind of like Eddie Murphy was huge, so like it's nice to see him come back again playing that character, 
and seeing everyone be on the screen. And, and yes, we're adding Tracy Morgan, Wesley Snipes, Leslie Jones. For what it's worth, those are all pretty good people, talented. Um, it'll be interesting to see them getting thrust into that world. But albeit, it's it's. I guess we'll see what how how it's going to be when it comes out on Amazon Prime. All right, and then the next one is Amazon Echo Alexa's body. Um, yeah. yeah. Literally, the only bad thing about this is what they said. Literally, the only bad thing about this commercial is that it's not real. Amazon Australia <laughs> hasn't discovered how to put Alexa inside hot celebrities who can keep her in homes. Besides that, it's Eric and Michael B. George perfect. And his jealous husband is hilarious. Plus, as that brings attention to an important issue facing our society. The serious lack of commercials that features a shirtless Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Thank you, Amazon, for basically taking the first step to fix this enormous problem. That commercial was kind of funny. Yeah, it's alright. I mean, this is why the husband gets like so jealous and stuff. Like, so put the lights on. Put the lights on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just it was it was perfect for both women and men. My son, they were trying to push that because he's going to be in that Tom Clancy film as well for Amazon. Yeah, actually, I, I'm excited for that one. I like Tom. I Clancy like how they movies. put that little like teaser in there. As yeah, well. no, he, I I think it's that's oh, Tom Clancy movies are great, and so it's going to be fun to see him kind of take the role there. And get his own kind of solo action movie that doesn't have anything to do with boxing or something else, right? <laughs> or Rocky. Um, he kind of gets to stand out on his own. Um, and then this is the one I was talking about. I'm glad he gave it an A. Was Cheat the Middle. Because it says here, Game Political is a death sentence for ads. Since no matter what stance you take, half the country give or take a female will oppose it. The ad by Jeep starting to learn and the boss himself steps right on top of the line. Top of that line. Bruce Springsteen, who's never done an ad before, positions himself literally and metaphorically in the very middle of the U.S. and has to join him there. Maybe he can take a jeep to get there and a couple people love to like that. Fear has never been the best of who we are. Spring, uh, Springsteen and Tones, and as for freedom, it's not the property of the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. It's a powerful needed message, but who's going to find its mark on a night dedicated to football and chicken wings? No, that was a good ad. It kind of speaks to the fact that... Um, we're a nation divided, as you say. Yeah. In a political sense, and I guess it's, you like, say. it's all about the same where you all came from, basically. It was like a shot, like, and you had to be in the middle of it, basically come together in the middle just to get back, you know, reunite ourselves. Yeah, because it doesn't particularly. I, I mean, for a Jeep ad, that's kind of like, based on based on what the media wants to portray is that they. They wanted to divide us as much as they can because that's what makes them. That so makes them money, and unfortunately, there's no sense of integrity with mainstream media anymore. On both sides of the aisle, yeah. both sides of the aisle, they're all they they've all sold out to polarizing um, both sides of the extremist view views of the right and the left. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Using Bruce Springsteen as someone to kind of be the spokes, uh, the recognizable figure from from his uh, his musical career, uh, he also has actually a, a autobiography out um, that I actually want to read. It's interesting, but he talks about like how he grew up and and it's it's interesting that they use him to in a, in a Jeep commercial being the all American brand for cars, kind of being able to tread that middle line right so trying to get people to understand that like yes no matter what we view like we need there's got to be some sort of middle ground and and it's not crazy it's it's in it's insane that they got to use the super bowl in order to do this like it's a it's you know for how political it already is and 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 with the recent events in, in civil rights and all that like it's 
Man, it, it's interesting to see how far sports have come. Our, our major four sports have come to kind of also be a vessel for political strife. And, and, and unfortunately, especially with the game like football already kind of taking its licks with uh, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, uh, Trump Trump kind of igniting that as well. Uh, other other people in the sports kind of, you know, taking a stand too. And, and, and I'm all for it, right? Like I, I like, I'm, I'm a person who likes disruption in the, in the, in the machine. So that's why I, I, I get cringy with all this stuff at the same time, because it's, uh, listen, people like, no matter what you do at the end of the day, people are not going to agree with everything you see or everything you stand for. Because it's a really, it's an experience bias that we all share, and unfortunately, there it's what is it? It's the half and have-nots now. So, the the one thing we could rely on, because a lot of people use sports as an escapism, right? And the yeah. last thing they want to see, and you'll see that the last thing they want to see is is po- politics bleeding into sports. And like I said, that commentator I watch, he hates he hates the fact that it, it is doing that. And at the same time, like as much as I want to disagree that. That these people, just because they're athletes, doesn't mean they don't have a voice. They live in the same country you do. They should have a voice. Everyone should. But at the same time, like, I agree with them to an extent that, yeah, do, is it, is, should sports be this untouchable mechanism? No, of course not. But at the same time, like, with such a platform as big as NFL, like there's no, it's it's hilarious how like people want to keep politics out of sports. But the last time I checked, they always talk about the they always sing the national anthem. They always have jets flying through. They're, I mean, the NFL pays or the military the the military pays the NFL money for them to promote that stuff. Remember the jer- don't they release camo jerseys every year? Doesn't doesn't Susan B. Komen have cancer promotions, which they don't even donate their money? to cancer research they just collect it so like it's it's the people who say like keep that shit out of sports are very much hypocritical because the nfl has has had like army promotions for years so i don't it's it's an interesting tread of line but like i just see it continuing on and not just there i see it in the nba soccer is definitely one is definitely like fifa is definitely something to where they still face racism troubles Every, you know, every year there's always problems in the FIFA leagues, and, and that should be addressed too. But uh, that's why, like, maybe it is helpful to have commercials like Jeep have a use somebody like the boss to fucking kind of preach a, a, a middle of the line viewpoint on things, right? Like, because it's insane. I don't know. You go on, go on, go on these forums. You see these people just like not wanting to hear not wanting to understand the other side of why somebody feels conservative or like immediate well if you're a republican don't talk to me that's like dude do you honestly think a republican even understands why they're a republican probably not like look at our dad for example he's an immigrant and from a from a whole other country and he's pretty conservative like there's he sees the world differently, but that's because he came in a different time. He he was he was around when Nixon was a, a was a president. He was around when freaking Ronald Reagan took over. He was around for Clinton. He was around for both Bushes. Like he understands, 
and and he's I think he's conservative because he knows that at the end of the day these these people in politics don't care about us they really don't and I'll get off my soapbox but uh, yeah <laughs> um anyways Super Bowl uh Super Bowl fifty five what was it yeah man this is a lot Buccaneers versus uh yeah I mean Chiefs. congratulations to Tom Brady you know I would say when it comes to football he's like I would say he's the goat honestly because. Look at this. This is a guy who pretty much came in as a backup to Drew Bledsoe back when the Patriots in 2000 got drafted out of Michigan. Yeah, it was weird. I remember seeing that game. And then he pretty much, yeah. you know, took over that team. And when Bledsoe got hurt, he took over, beat the greatest show on turf in Super Bowl 36, and, you know, got back. And, and then they like, had back to back in Super Bowl 38 39. He's facing, he faced, you know, a lot of good teams at that time. To get six championships, and then coming into leaving New England, and then going with Tampa Bay, and problems with the COVID right now, they couldn't have a preseason. They didn't have a preseason. No, Very right. few OTAs because you know they want to have a certain amount of people, so you didn't have time to get together with this offense. Then you bring in pieces like Gronkowski, who played with Brady in England, in New England, someone that he's familiar. They bring in Antonio Brown, who's been like you know been ever since leaving the Steelers. Been jumping the ship from team to team, bring him in as well, bring in those pieces in. At the same time, weeks, you know, they struggled in the first few weeks because, like I said, no team had preseason. So you had that, that sense of inconsistency of trying to find that balance because, you know, they're learning this new offense. He's coming in, learning a different offense under Bruce Arians, who, get your mind, was under Tony Dungy. He went on his own to coach Arizona and went to other teams before getting a shot at Tampa Bay. And the Buccaneers, they haven't been there since Super Bowl 37, so they haven't been to the big dance. And then coming in, I guess, Hanson the Chief, who who had, who had was obviously probably the heavy favorites going into this game. And um, Patrick Mahomes, same time, Patrick Mahomes playing hurt as well, but he's trying his best to carry that team. And I don't know, it's like, this is the first time I've seen a Super Bowl that was so dominant, was a so one-sided team on um, Super Bowl. And there were some chances where Kansas City could have made those big plays. Yeah, that's what made the game boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we hate as as much as I honestly thought this was gonna be close because we saw what what people I guess you could say the the sports pundits calling it like the old the, the past generation versus the new generation to kinda of take the torch of you know, a high powered offense versus an very impressive defense coming yeah. in and so like most of the time, like nine times out of ten, the odds of those type of games to where they become very uh, tedious to watch because it's always a back and forth thing. But not this was not the case. To this, they just Brady just seemed dominant. The game, the team just looked like they they put in the work in analyzing exactly how the Chiefs were, and and it's it was impressive all around to see. Like you mentioned, just how dominant and they it's were. It's funny was that they Patrick Mahomes did not get any touchdowns. The first time since the World War, did not get any touchdowns. And there were key plays he would have got it, but no man, he, his 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 teammates were just. At first, I thought when you know when he stopped the Buccaneers on that fourth and goal, and he stopped the Buccaneers at the one yard line, I thought, oh shoot, this can't see some men right here. Mm. But nope, it just went down. And like I said, Tom Brady, you know, he's the goat. You know, winning his seventh Super Bowl. Being there ten times, winning seven out of ten. Yeah, but I mean, like, even it just—it was sad to see. It was sad to see Mahomes kind of being put in tough spots, tough situations, to where like he couldn't catch a break. 
He as much as he was trying, like there all of his te- his teammates were letting him down. They just yeah, were. Like, yeah. They weren't making catches. They weren't blocking for him. He just did not look comfortable. And, and to and me, it was like they it was were incredibly free, crazy. And, they, and, and look at what Tom Bay did. It. I mean, I have to get Press Patrons. He played as tough as now. They're just trying to make plays. Just those impaired catches where they look dead on. It's just a couple times they hit the players in the face mask. It, it, like it could have been there. It was like accurate throws, especially with throwing that sidearm when he was going down. He still managed to throw that out. But at the same time, it's like I think what happened was Tampa Bay. Final way to get the Chiefs was to run the ball, which they did with Leonard Fournette. They were able to run the ball. Because you notice all the games that Chiefs were playing, they were able to dominate the, the ground game on defense-wise. I didn't see Kansas City run the ball that much. They were just going for passes. So I think it kind of hurt them on that end as well. Um, well, they're, yeah. So it's like that's something that they have to look out for next season. That's like now Tom Brady's probably going to come back for another year. He signed a two-year deal, so he'll be back next year. So... We'll see what happens. But other than that, this Super Bowl was a pretty much one-size Super Bowl. Like, like I said, yeah, it was a little – no, I would say it was boring. I mean, it did big – it was that guy that's, that person was wearing that pink bikini going down to the field. Yeah, it was kind of funny. That's funny how smart the cameras were to cut it right away. They saw him running. They cut away, cut away from it. But I was going to go on social media. Someone posted on social media of the guy running from the other end. Mm-hmm. And get props to that guy. He was like – and he wanted to break the tension, I guess. He pulled out his camera at the right time. If you wanted to break the tension of this game, so they kind of broke it right there. But at the same time, it's like it's someone that was cooped up, you know? Like everyone was cooped up. And like, give props to the, like, hey, most of the people at that game were mostly all the frontline workers that were vaccinated. But I think so, it was only 25,000 people, the rest were cardboard cutouts. Yeah, the people, like, they got to pay to have your freaking likeness. <laughs> that was, which is odd. I don't know what the fascination is of that, but uh, I guess if you have the money, why well, like not? Well, like I said, if you, if, congratulations, if, if you're a fan of the Buccaneers, congratulations to you guys. Tampa, you know, your Lightning won the Stanley Cup, your Rays were in the Super World Series, I mean, and now your Buccaneers won the title, so it's like, a big change of pace. Like, it's like, but like Tom Brady being there, like beating Aaron Rodgers, being Drew Brees, you know, to get there. You know, going through to those guys, I'll say closer to his generation almost. And it's like going in that big game. So, like I said, it was all right. It was decent. Since it was like, I thought, I would expect this game would be a high scoring affair where, but. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot closer of a game or yeah, a lot better. But it just didn't, it, it just, they were very dominant. And maybe that was exactly what, like compared to. It's compared to what the Buccaneers had to play to get here, it was just it was crazy to see that that like that Chiefs just the the Chiefs team couldn't catch a break and they just weren't able to execute the way they've done in the past. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that they they'll find themselves again back there. I'm sure they're gonna sign or maybe I don't know how they do it in football, but like I'm sure they'll they'll find their way back up there just because that guy's too good. Um, I I did read that he's going undergoing a surgery. Yeah, because he just had a foot surgery. Like I guess mm-hmm. he because he was fine. He was playing with a foot injury. Of course, <laughs> shit, it's the best time to do it, right? Uh, but yeah, all power to him. It's it's another year with the Super Bowl down, and football fans have to wait for another few what until was it until August or something? Yeah, for them to come back, but. Luckily for us, there's other sports. If you're sports fans, there's other sports coming around. There's ba- uh, basketball and hockey are still going on. Uh, baseball will join us in a few months in the spring. Uh, but, yeah, commercials. Yeah. Eh. Let's go back to this one. This is like what they call as their grade B commercials. 
Okay, good. So grade B. Alright, so starting off was the Doritos Flat Matthew commercial. Oh, yeah, the, for the 3D. And this is what they said, yeah. and I kind of kind of agree with them a little bit. This ad is weird and funny and bizarre, and it's hard to ask for more of a Super Bowl commercial. A flat Matthew McConaughey having trouble doing some daily tasks. The surprise is great, and we can identify at least two highlights. Flat Matthew almost getting stuck into a Roomba, Jimmy Kimmel's fax machine joke. Um, the sad has done his job. You can spot the ending from a mile away, but it doesn't mean it's not funny seeing a 3D Matthew McConaughey stuck in the vending machine. It's from Yahoo Sports, guys. That's how I'm reading directly from them, just to let you know. But I kind of agree. It was funny. It was hilarious. And it's cool that Doritos 3Ds are back. So it's sort of return of the 3Ds. You know, it's like, that was all right. I guess they're trying to poke for humor in that one. The same time promoting their product. Well, I mean, it's, it's, they, they were, they're bringing back a, um, a Doritos fan favorite. In 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 if you were guys were around, oh, one of those they, those chips definitely came out in the nineties into the two thousands. Three Ds, no, they yeah, dude, early 2000s. those are old as fuck. Ah, uh, they, they gotta be early two thousands. I bet you. Okay. Yeah, look it up because I think that's early two thousands. That's gotta be mid two thousands. That's gotta be early two thousands when they they had those three those three Ds. That's gotta be mid two thousands. Because I know they were out for a limited time. Then they, you know. Yeah, because I think I was. I still... 1998. Told you. 98? 90 days when they came out. Yeah. I mean, I also like, not even high They're school old. Damn. They're super fucking old. And now they brought them back with uh, new flavors. But, uh, yeah. It was it was something that I've always seen on Reddit and people making fun of it. But, uh, funny that they used McConaughey for that. Yeah, I suppose he wasn't in a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm much, I've gotten so used to seeing him in, yeah, in Lincoln, that's good. either that's Lincoln weird. commercials or Wild Turkey commercials. When I went to the Wild Turkey, uh, the Wild Turkey um, facility mm-hmm. for their bourbon, they have a, they had a poster of him within the shop. It's funny, just because like he's marketing. But damn, that's that's a place, guys. If you ever find yourself in Louisville, Kentucky, pretty cool spot. They have um, they have like a in the back of it, you can walk. Outside, like this thing overlooking a humongous lake. It's very, actually, very fucking serene. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I'm not not to make fun of Louisville, but I think something I would recommend checking out because there's not much else uh, is is checking out the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky. It's it's pretty cool. Um, a lot of these guys do good work, um, and it's very. It's I mean, it's these are old facilities that are, that are are working and operating on tradition, and it's very amazing to see. Uh, but yeah, Wild Turkey has a pretty cool facility. Um, they have, with that overlook, I would I can recommend it. But uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it getting a B. I'm much rather seeing it in the A, just because I feel like that was a little more, a little more creative, for how yeah. simple it was. Bass Pro Shops Cabela's Get Back to Nature commercial. It says here we had one of these tiny times alert. This one's built on the super prem, simple premise. After ten months indoors in quarantine, you pretty much want to get the out of our homes, and then the folks, five folks at Bass Pro Shops Cabela's are having hooks up. So it was more like aiming toward going outdoors, basically. It's point simple. It was all right. It's Cabela's and Brass Pro Shops. They're normally aimed to the outdoorsy types. So it was simple. It wasn't that extravagant. But um, and then this is when I was talking about the old movie trailer by M. Night Shyamalan. It's like his 14th film now. It's a movie about the horror growing old. What is this? Live action Pixar. <laughs> anyway, this was a suspiciously creepy little teaser. The most terrifying part would be the only in theaters is Summer Tag. Mm. And this is what I was talking about with DoorDash. The whole get more from your neighborhood. It's Sesame Street and Hamilton's Divey Diggs. Come on. How are you going to give 
than anything less than a B. It's neither a revolution nor a revelation, but an effortlessly fallen cool air, which is why we want all these regardless of what we may think of the company itself. I mean, they said they go donate a dollar like, for every order up to the system workshop, which is still a non-profit thing. That's how they do it. They do it by donations. They still operate all donations. Mm. It was alright. It was kind of cool to see that we so, like, I haven't seen Hamilton, so don't get the messenger. I haven't seen the one on Disney Plus yet. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm one of those people who feel like I that should be watch something. It, but it's like it should be watched live. Yeah, yeah. Like in a lot of musicals, I feel like that way when they get the feature film route, it's hard to. Because I know he had like I know Lin Manuel had to like do certain things to get it like. Listen, and then this one by General Motors called Norway, Norway, Norway. Oh yeah, Will Ferrell. It says that Will Ferrell recruits Aquafina, Kina Thompson, and attack Norway to land at ABBA. No wait, that's Sweden. Mm-hmm. Norway, the happiest country on earth? No, that's Finland. At least the three of them make the same mistakes. Like, it was a kind of creepy ad, but cringy ad a little bit. Because it's like. Because it has Will Ferrell in it. Because <laughs> it has Will I'm just Ferrell. not a fan of Will Ferrell. But it was funny because they're like, they're attacking these countries. Which I don't know why. People against Norway and Sweden? I don't know. Big... Is everyone happy over there or something? They have a way better lifestyle than a lot of countries allow for. Let's put it that way. Their taxes work in their favor. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And then this is the one from State Farm Stand-Ins. This one follows the Blueprint of Super Bowl ads right down the line. Famous guests like Drake and Paul oh, Ryan. Yeah, Drake. Family regulars and Rock Strider almost like Jake from State Farm. So under festive humor, Drake eating in the middle. You know, Jake's line was a nice touch. But that was funny too because you got to see the guy with the head. This kind of double check guy. And of course, guys, it was good to see Aaron Rodgers in February when he's doing State Farm commercials. <laughs> yeah. The only time you guys are going to see uh, Aaron Rodgers is February. Huh? Sorry. I'm a Bears fan, so I had to poke fun at that as well. I think someone put a meme over that as well. But, I mean, those commercials are always funny. Um, it was alright. But getting Drake, though, and Paul Rudd, and it was like the ageless Paul Rudd in there. So standing for Mahomes. It was funny, I'm dressed as Mahomes. <laughs> and Drake's uh, standing for Jake. And then, of course, this guy, double check guy, was the standing for Rogers. <laughs> mm. Then, of course, you got the Scott's Murder Girl ad, which is really interesting because. And it says here, this is what they said. Getting celebrities to pitch your brand contest is a tried and true ad tragedy, but America Girl decided that six was the perfect number. This was like a few too many for a 45 second ad. Ed needed more Carl Weathers and more Stanley from the office. This, yeah, you saw Carl Weathers and Stanley on there, and Leslie David Baker and Carl Weathers. Unless everyone else, well, except for Josh Volta and his daughter, who completely steal the show with something during TikTok dancing. One well, Stanford officer says, hey, Travolta's. Don't be ticking and talking on my grass. It's clear who the star of the commercial should have been. <laughs> oh, man, John. That Trump. one should have been a little... You think it would be great higher? I don't know. Yeah, higher than the Wayne's or one if they even put it. I hope that's like a D one, but we'll see. Keep going. Uh, B, uh, another B one. Sketches to the max. Um, this isn't anything especially special to say. I wish mostly just cute, but my goodness, that Tony Romo sure is charming. Whatever he's selling, I'm buying. I can see that Sketchers commercial. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sketchers. Uh, then there's that Michelob Ultra ad, I'm happy. Uh, there's something interesting to see on Touchable athletes like Serena Williams and Anthony Davis just relaxing being normal, relatable humans. Will that make you more likely to buy Michelob Ultra? Who knows? But at the very least, it's an ad that makes an impression and has a chance of staying with you for longer than a 60-second runtime. Also, pay Manning when wears a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah, okay. It was yeah. like a wholesome commercial. Yeah, and it just, just kind Ultra of is, enjoying I don't know, the... The commercial's always been, like, wholesome and stuff. I don't... Simple. It wasn't like 
And don't get me wrong, that beer's not bad, guys. I don't know why people put a knock on it, but it's actually not bad. Remember, drink responsibly, but it's really good. It's a decent beer. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Rocket Mortgage, pretty sure. Oh, that was kind of hilarious. Oh, with Tracy Morgan. That was actually kind of hilarious. They showed it twice. Yeah, that was one. Yeah, they actually showed it twice. They showed it twice. Unless it was two parts. I don't know if it was. It says here, you buy a house, Rocket Mortgage wants you to make sure Tracy Morgan is in it before you do. That's the lesson here, right? Dad, double-checking your parachute is really a parachute before you jump out of a plane. And no challenge Dave puts these to a fight. I think we. Yeah. I don't think we need a commercial for that one, though. No. Yeah. Uh, Frito Lays, uh, twice the night before Super Bowl. If you're logging to see your favorite Super Bowl heroes of the years past, eat snacks and tea specific pajamas, just ask for you. They got some Mannings. They got Joe Montana. They got Jerry Rice. Joe I think they must have shown this during the pregame or something. I didn't see this commercial. It's got the Mannings, it's got Joe Montana, it's got Jerry Rice, Jerome Bettis, Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw, Deion Sanders, plus Marshawn Lynch is a the narrator. They have all these guys sharing a house on the night before the Super Bowl. It's honestly adorable. Also adorable, Deion Sanders is a poster of himself on the wall of his fake bedroom. <laughs> Nothing more than Deion than that. <laughs> uh, eat trade the best around. Because, you know, with the whole stock thing now, I've been seeing more stock commercials now. Yeah. Versus the whole GameStop thing. It's trending. E-Trade, the best around. Brilliant Rocky-inspired training montage there for a skinny kid and all of us. This will definitely be the year we get in shape. Absolutely. Um, Paramount Plus show the Street Victory. Oh, Stay. fuck. That's right. They, they had it's a because since it's being on CBS, it seems it's probably a Viacom. And since CBS All Access is getting rebranded as Paramount Plus, of course they're going to sh- you know, promote their streaming services coming soon. <laughs> yeah, not one of those celeb-packed ads, but in this case, celebs have a best interest beyond a paycheck. Getting you to watch their shows on Paramount Plus. Yes, it's another streaming service, and it's another streaming service with a plus. This one gets a great inflation, takes abuse, and by the head, and the inclusion of Sweet Victory, the greatest song the 80s never made. Oh, uh, the SpongeBob one. Um, okay, this is the. I don't know why they gave this one a B, because I think this ad was cringy. Yep. Even when we were talking about when we were watching the game. Which one is it? Hellman's Fairy God Mayo. Oh, the one with Amy Schumer? Oh, oh fuck. I don't know why they gave it a B. I'm sorry, guys. Amy Schumer. Well, one, she's not funny. Second, like... I don't know. Uh, Mayo... Ever... She was drinking Mayo in the thing, too, I think. Cause was she drinking Mayo? Because it's, it was supposed to be replacing milk. So, like, they had oh. the whole fridge full. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm just drinking milk. That commercial's gross. I mean, hey, if you like Mayo, I'll power to you. I just don't. So, it was already coming off as gross. Um, but but a company like Hellman's, who, yeah, they've made mail for a long-ass time. It's, well, I'm surprised it's they fuck. decided to do an ad. Yeah. I, uh, and this is what they said. This is what Yahoo Sports still said relevant. This is what Yahoo Sports said about it. Fairy God Mayo is the kind of fairy god that could be truly useful in daily life. Most of us don't need ones that turn pumpkins into golden characters or worn-out quarantine sweatsuits into ball gowns. We need fairy godmothers that can mag- magic our leftovers like we need food. Who knew mail was so powerful? Okay. <sighs> Uh, Jimmy John's Meet the King. I kind of like this ad. With Brad Garrett, this was a good ad. Oh, yeah, they showed that one twice, This ad was good. This yeah. is a commercial manager's tell a story with tons of hilarious details in just 30 short seconds. I will watch a TV show starring Brad Garrett as the mafia boss of Hoagies. Finally, against the <laughs> Yeah, movie. actually, yeah. The chain stars are taking away his customers. Jimmy John. Maybe played by Steve Buscemi or Ray Romano is the head of a rival family who will serve in the towns of cities all across America with their chain store. Uh, yeah. Brad Garrett is the only thing that stands between the Jimmy John Hoagie Empire and the total U.S. domination. Hoogie Wars. This is a runway hit when it happened, I'm telling you. That would be kind of hilarious. i kind of give it this commentary. That <laughs> it's even right there. A little mafia boss. That was good. But, but with sandwiches, though, that would be kind of hilarious. I, yeah, I would have put that in the higher category. The um, first two. Squarespace 5 and 9. 
Oh, oh the Dolly Parton one? Oh, you saw that ad? I think so. No, Dolly, nothing is, no, no, is nothing. I must have been in a restroom with me during that time. Nothing is sacred. Nanify is an all-time classic song. The soundtrack of an all-time great female empowerment movie. So hearing it is re-recorded. Yeah, that's a good movie. is deeply, deeply unpleasant. But it's hard to begrudge the ages of and uh, Dolly Parton for making that money and doing whatever she wants with her song. It's fun, it's fun. Creative and daring. People will either love it or hate it, but I definitely remember it. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. I think I was in the restroom during that time when we were playing it. I don't know why people do hate it. She was actually giving props to people who work. I don't. I don't fucking understand. I don't. She got because she got a lot of Twitter backlash. I'm not even on Twitter, and I knew about that shit. Like people were like, "Oh, she's paid to to to, to working class." Like, what are you talking about? She she was the one who raised like two million dollars in coronavirus research in the beginning of this damn thing. Did you guys forget about that? Like, she's helped a lot of people um, with with not only her platform, but she's been supporting. A lot of people within her, within her, within her career, for the longest time. But like this is, oh, I just this is why I get mad is that oh, these people okay, don't here understand anything. Now here we go, the, the Gracie category, Logitech, the Logitech, Logitech, a brand that you never hear in the media decided to do a commercial, which I'm surprised, dude. That was the biggest surprise. I don't want to get to see. Does Logitech use some of this massive pandemic products to buy and create a Super Bowl starting Lil's Nas X? Message positive. Uh, Every second one of those is on screen is compelling, especially when he's wearing a set of specific magenta silk pajamas. So most individuals didn't inspire much excitement. It's a lot of people sitting at computers and looking at computers and pointing at computers. Unfortunately, all that's boring. But that's what they are. They sell accessories for, for computers. computers. Yeah. How is that? Okay, I understand more, but that's what's mostly going on Yeah, right who now. you guys are the last people to talk about it. You're yeah, <laughs> you're who? Come on, guys. And everyone that's working at home, that's what you're using right now, especially if you're working at a job that right now with the pandemic going on, you have to work from home. Who do you go to for your accessory needs? And who's been there for the longest? Logitech, guys. Come they make on, good stuff. man. That could be a... I would say that would have, should have been a B, not a C. <laughs> especially when now we're in this pandemic right now. But the Amy Schumer one gets a But the Amy Schumer one gets a higher grade. No, no, no. Guys, that, come on. Remember, this is Yahoo. They haven't been relevant in years, so let's just... Yeah. We'll give them their due. I don't know. You're probably going to disagree with this one, apparently. Uh, Calyx scissor hands free. Yeah. Target straight the tender, bleeding heart of Gen X. Does Edward scissor hands sequel? Add Quigle. Add We're going to need a name for these things. Greenbacks. Bernardo Ryder introduces Timothy uh, Chamele. Yeah. As the latest Blade Finger Man in her life. It's an ad for an electric car. Yeah, but nobody who worship at the altar of the original movie is going to remember that. But hey, why is that- Johnny Depp in it? In this, checks literally any entertainment side of the last few years. All right. Okay, so you see, that's a good point. Like I, like I, like I mentioned, that was the same thing I said. That it, it's, it, yeah, it's it's reaching to a certain audience that remembers that movie. But like I mentioned too, there's not a lot of people who do. Like so, it's like you're you're. It's still like that movie is. It's it's Tim Burton, but like not a lot of people are fans of Tim Burton. It's understandable. And then I read the thing that he gave, like, he was okay with the, the yeah, commercial. Like, yeah. he gave the blessing, like... It's kind of like... He felt, no, but he felt that it was a good, like, oh, oh you're, you're paying homage to my work. Yeah, it's... Who's not gonna... It inflates these people's egos. Why wouldn't they like it? And the car looks interesting, though. Yeah. Like, that hands-free and stuff. No, it looks great. The and it looks, cool. looks kind of interesting, too, like, the concept of this guy, Timothy Shanley, which, um, guess he's an up-and-coming actor right now. Dude, he's in a lot of movies. I, he's I great. I've never heard of him. He's good. Um, it's like an anime world. There's a lot more drama stuff, but... Oh, it's like good. more dramatic? Mm-hmm. And then Dexcom technology. This is an ad that speaks to a limited number of people with a type 1 diabetes and their families and partners, but it should definitely get their attention, not because they're anything special about the theme or the visuals. There isn't. 
But because they got Nick Jonas, a celebrity with type 1 diabetes, he would be your spokesman. Also, glucose monitoring without finger sticks is stupendous. Nick Jonas is right. Hard finger sticks still a thing. Okay, it makes sense with Dexcom because, you know, our mom uses it for, like, having the hands-free finger poking now. Because it's got to the point now where you just stick it on there and it just does, like, just reads your blood sugar in real time, which is kind of cool. Because, you know, she's di- she's type 2 diabetic and, you know, every time when she started doing the whole testing of her sugar and stuff, it kind of, I saw her, like, you know, it hurts. Like, her fingers get sore at poking her finger every single time just to get a drop of blood into the reader. So Dexcom, that's what she uses now. It's I kind of like the technology they're using now, which, like, hands-free. She has to put it on every, like, so often. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's in real time. Yeah, she has to deal with the pain of the sensor sticking to her, but at the same time, it kind of saves her the sense of having to poke her finger every single time to check her sugar. So that's kind of cool how they pushed that out there and Nick Jonas out there. At least they got somebody who has this illness. Like I would say, like chronic illness. I would say, wow, it's like an illness, right? It's a disease. It's a disease. Yeah, having somebody who has a disease, which is kind of cool to get somebody that's relatable. It's not getting you know these other medicine ads. With people that probably don't have it, but portraying that they do, but it's good seeing they got somebody who knows the the, the feeling of it mm-hmm. to speak about it. Yeah, that's good. And then of course the next one is WeatherTech. We never left Made in America thing. Oh my god, how many WeatherTech commercials? Because they sponsored the Super Bowl. That's why I noticed uh, they had the most ads for the Super Bowl because they were sponsoring it. They were sponsoring. Oh. It says their WeatherTech is known for doing straight ahead commercials. They talk about the business. That's what these are. Their goal isn't to be busy or attention-grabbing. We've definitely accomplished that. That's why it's hard to give them a failing grade because it's not be kind of a commercial we want to see, but it's the kind of commercial they want us to watch, and we did watch it. Because think about it. They make everything. <laughs> they make, yeah, they make Stuff that shit. you know you're definitely going to need. So that was interesting. Um, next one, they gave it a C2. is Dr. Squash Soap, not a dish, but a man. Oh, yeah, Dr. Squash, because these are ads you always saw like on YouTube and stuff. I was surprised when oh, they yeah. actually showed it on TV. If you're looking for a retrain of an old spice commercial from a decade ago, you'll love this ad. It's not bad exactly, but we've seen it before. This is what the Yahoo was saying. Nothing new here, plus it's a try hard tone that probably screaming, Look at us, notice us, are we super cool? Who wants to try a soap that's desperate for attention? Honestly, this is a company that most of you saw the ads during, like, if you're watching YouTube and stuff. Mm. That's how you know them. But that was surprising when they actually came out with a TV after Super Bowl. That was surprising. Oh, so they use the, yeah, that's a good way to use their money, right? Um, another one, great C they gave to was Cheetos. It wasn't me. Oh, that oh, was, that a, was a, yeah. The Shaggy and the uh, Shaggy, uh, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was clever having Shaggy in there. That was funny. <laughs> it was a bold move for Cheetos to use a twenty-year-old wonder as a basis for the ad. A setup of Mila Kunis, Cheeto Fest, Basel line. Shaggy is funny, but the spies really disappointingly short on laughs. When your soul through at the end is not humanly possible for creature to be that stupid, there's a problem. I don't know how Cheetos messed this one up, but they did. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of humorous in the fact they got Shaggy in there. It was good seeing Mila Kunis and Ashley Kutcher, if you remember from that 70s show, and the chemistry they had in that show was hilarious. It kind of brings back some memories when they were on that show. A little bit. Yeah. Um, Dawn and Swiffer, the chore gap. This ad is like PTSD for a while. Every parent who's dealt with messes, dishes, and kid-created chaos for the last 10 months. None of these brands telling you how to live your life ads. This one will jump up to an A. This will jump up to an A if it can convince that one slacker in the household to start carrying their weight. You know who you are. <laughs> okay. 
Eh, alright. We gave it a C. I mean, especially right now, it's the gold thing, but keeping things clean and stuff right now makes sense. Yeah. Um, now we're gonna go to grade D. Oh, God, okay. The worst. Let's see what they, they gave us the worst. Uh, M&M's come together. It says here, M&M's are not suitable. I'm sorry, gift from mansplaining or gender reveal has gone wrong. A priest doesn't need any kind of gift for hearing your confession because that's his job. Let's just skip over the whole Karen thing because, yeah. Oh, they did that? I, I didn't see the commercial. Oh, we're going to have to watch this again. I have to show it to you in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about it right now. Well, I'll show you the video clip real quick of it. Of course, no audio, but I'll put cash inside if they have it. Um, it's basically about using Eminem as a way to apologize or something. Or as a, I, I think they were like promoting it as a sense of... Um, I'll read the commentary. What what is that called? I forgot. Like an olive branch? Like an, I think it's like an olive branch. Like like a way to the, the lessen attention. The candy, I'm guessing. Fucking... Let me see if they have it on here. See, mind you, they pay these marketing teams to come up with some clever ideas, and they're not even... Like, God, some of these people, I don't understand how they have their jobs. Alright, it's the first thing that pops up on YouTube. Hopefully it's on here. Yeah, here it is. And it features Dan oh, Levy in Dan it, too. Dan Levy's in it. Alright, here we go. Come together. My name's Chocolate. Let's see, there's a caption here. Here it is. Oh, sorry I spilled your coffee or your drink on you, but here's some M&M's. Oh, I feel bad for skinny. Fast-cleaning. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, what do you think? Eh. Eh. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was like, these was like an apology. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they got Dan Lillian. That was hilarious, but... Eh. But still... But that could have just been anybody. It didn't even have to be Dan Levy. That's the problem. But of course, they had, they had to have the celebrity. I mean, good for him. Good for him for doing it, but I did... But, did you see what it is? It's about... The, to, yeah, it's, bridge it's, it's the gap. That's like an apology gift. Yeah, it just bridge the gap between people. Like, go, oh, sorry, this, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I'm sorry your name is Karen. <laughs> Give it a D. It's a little far. No, I was it's not terrible. I'll say like a C. It's just... It should have got like a C at least. It's just... Uh, uh, it, it just... There's not much to it. It just lacks... Yeah, it's just it's shit that nobody really says. It's This is just internet stuff. Mansplaining, nobody really does that. Like... Whenever... Mansplaining, it's just, a, it's just because all, because if a guy explains it to you and talks down to you in a certain way mm-hmm. and, and comes and interrupts, like, oh, actually, this is all, you're all, get away from me, man, you, like, because you know everything. Like, what are you talking about? Like, just, there are people who know things that you may not know. It doesn't, even if it's a male, female, whatever, they just know something you may not know. God. Yeah. So, like, that, that that Karen part's interesting though. I, it's like, oh, sorry for calling you Karen. Well, but that's my name. And it's like, oh, well, sorry, your name's Karen. Like, oh, great. So now people who are named Karens can't be fucking like Jesus Christ, whatever. But like, yeah, this for an inter- this would work well as an internet commercial on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. When it, for M and M's or for Mars candy, right? To spend five million on this for it was what? Not even. Seven seconds? No, it's 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Oh, not worth it. Alright, next one they had rated as a D was a guarantee rate, believe you will. 
Would you like to see a way too long parade of athletes who believe in themselves? No. Then you can use this ad 60 second running time to record your chip bowl and grab another beer. You're not missing anything. I, I don't remember that one either. I just want, they gave this one a D, which I kind of kind of agree. It was Uber Eats, Wayne's World, and Cardi B. Say, yeah, thank you. What did they say? Yeah, this, is what, this is what Yahoo says. What is this ad for? Is it for Wayne's World? Wayne and Garth? B versus Wayne and Garth? Cardi B? Something called Eat Local? Nope, Eat Local isn't a company name. Even mm-hmm. though it's repeated multiple times in the ad, it's Uber Eats. Only no one in the ad says Uber Eats at any point. And that's when the Uber Eats logo finally shows up on screen, literally the last four seconds of the ad. It's smaller than anything else. Why doesn't this commercial want, want to tell us what's it for? Yeah. Let's go ahead and put it. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, Pringles Space Return. Pringles single-handedly running space shuttle one at a time. One can at a time. These poor, poor astronauts stranded in their command module while everyone else could possibly help them is busy doing something you probably never seen anyone do in real life. Such tragedy, a boring, boring trick. Yeah, that commercial was kind of boring. I, I didn't even know Pringles had a commercial. Here, I'll show you. It's It was like, you know... I mean, I haven't had Pringles in a long time, guys, so don't kill the messenger. But I think it's the whole thing where you can stack multiple Pringles into the thing. Into the cans? Yeah, this is the can. What the hell? So it looks like his astronauts they just landed and stuff. And look what mission control is doing. What? Pringles? They're just busy. Oh, they're just pushing off flavors? They're just stacking their... Thanks. While they're stranded right now, they haven't been helped yet. Look at them. Get the fuck out of here. And look, and even the guys... Oh, because you can just stack different flavors. Yeah. Because, you know, that's... Even the that's... ship, like, and basically the ship ignored them. You guys anybody, anybody who's gotten high before has done that. It's like when you <laughs> mi- It's like when you mix two cereals together. Like, guys, I'll give you that. I used to be addicted to cereal years ago. And one thing that is a solid combination, and that was, oof, a, a solid combination is Cocoa Puffs and Lucky Charms. You'll, you'll thank me later. Cocoa I don't eat that shit charms. anymore, but back then, holy shit. Right, something about cereal, the, dude, you were a cereal fan. Something about the milk, because it gets chocolatey, but then, you know how, like, uh, the marshmallows are kind of, they're, they're basically all the same flavor. But, like, the way the oats taste, it makes, like, this vanilla type of chocolate concoction. And when you're super high, it just tastes amazing. So, like, and you got marshmallows. Who doesn't like marshmallows in their cereal uh, for people who eat that shit? But, like, yeah, that that's the same type of the same type of uh, food food combination. is kind of similar to what Pringles are doing in this commercial. Uh, yeah. I like the one from last year. Eh. I like the one from last year with Mick and Rory, uh, Rick and Morty. Just like how chips get stale, that Pringles commercial was just kind of stale. I was like, eh, whatever. But, yeah, like, the... I'm glad that they put the Cardi the the Cardi B. I'm already calling it Cardi B commercial. Uh, the Uber Eats commercial as a D is a pretty good rating. This one for. I'm not really. Well, because I know Uber, yeah. this one. The next one is Chipotle. Can a burrito change the world? They gave it a D. Chipotle, which paid nearly thirty million in fines for in 2020 for major child labor law violations. And foodborne illness outbreaks has some serious components. Damn. To run an ad feature, a kid warning if one of its burritos can change the world. I'm guessing he's not talking about changes brought on by Chipotle's fragrant disregard for mandated limits on working hours for children and food safety. What the heck? When did this happen? Yeah, what? When I didn't did know. I, honestly I didn't, didn't know about that. Wait, where would they do child labor if Chipotle's in America? Child labor laws in hours? What's the, what's the hiring age for oh, Chipotle? Oh, 16. Let me look this up. Yeah, look it up because I never. Uh, I'm surprised this wasn't in the limelight last year. 
child labor. I'm surprised no one talked about it. Lawsuits? Lawsuits? Just oh, yeah, child labor law violations already popped up. What did he do? This is interesting because totally... I never heard about it. Oh, it's... Okay, so it was... The New York Times reported... Um, let me read this. It's on the New York Times. Uh, Chipotle is fined 1.4 million in vast child labor case. Massachusetts said, uh, which before I preface, I'm, I'm just gonna preface this. Um, they're not alone when it comes to this shit. Uh, if you are, if you've worked in retail or familiar with or restaurants, obviously with Chipotle being an example, um, a lot of these companies definitely tread the line when it comes to. Uh, child labor laws and what they which they don't respect especially when it comes to uh and and mind you we both have experience in retail a lot of these companies do not respect that uh when it comes to on minors they're not supposed to work past a certain time mm-hmm. and as well as a certain amount yeah, of hours yeah. there's a threshold and a lot of these companies don't respect that and then yeah they write it in their policies but our policies are just private company laws yeah, but at the same time it could be not just that it could be the franchise owners as well the exactly um so pretend to this it says massachusetts said Chipotle let teenagers work too many hours per week and too late on school nights. Exactly what I've been referring to. Yeah. That happens a lot. Um, the chain settled without admitting to to the estimated 13,000 violations that were reported. Um, faced with an amounting labor shortage and high employee turnover, restaurant chains have earned plaudits for offering incentives to workers to stay in jobs longer. Tuition payments, bonuses, even a four-day work week. But the shortage of workers also appears to have had a darker effect. A steady drumbeat of labor violations that are by operators who have cut corners to keep the restaurants fully staffed. Um, in the latest example, uh, Chipotle Mexican Grill were, was fined nearly $1.4 million on Monday over accusations that routinely violated Massachusetts labor, child labor laws, with the authorities estimating more than 13,000 violations from the year 2015 to 2019, uh, the Massachusetts Attorney General's office said. The authorities examined the records of six Chipotle locations across the state, finding that the chain regularly let dozens of 16 to 17-year-old employees work more than nine hours per day, holy shit, and more than 48 hours per week in violation of state law according to the Massachusetts Attorney General. The authorities then used those findings to estimate that Chipotle had violated the child labor laws 13,250 times. or 13,253 times across 50 locations in the state. Oh, wow. And look, I'm so glad they pointed this out. Chipotle is not the only offender. Child labor laws vary significantly from state to state, making it difficult for national retail and hospitality chains that monitor all the differences. And with unemployment at 3.5%, its lowest level in decades, chains across the United States are struggling to recruit low-wage workers, putting pressure on restaurant operators to break these rules, according to employment lawyers and restaurant industry experts. Um, there's a quote by Jonathan Mays, the executive editor of Restaurant Business Magazine. Understaffing is a massive problem. You have companies that are stressed to f- try to fill these hours and keep people on, and it could lead to violations. In August, uh, Cadoba, another fast casual Mexican chain, was, which is very similar in Chipotle, if you guys aren't aware. They're, they have basically the same concept. Um, nearly half a million dollars by the Massachusetts AG for more than a thousand breaches of these child labor laws. And last week, the federal government fined the Wendy's operator with restaurants in nine states for allowing minors to work outside normal business hours. And then in recent years, McDonald's operator in Michigan and a Burger King franchisee in Massachusetts have also had to pay fines for breaching these child labor rules. Still, the Chipotle case is striking because of its amount of reported cases. 
Um, it's the biggest child labor law case in in state's history. Wow. And that's a pattern. That's not an occasion to slip through the cracks. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. So that was like dad was just trying to redeem themselves, basically. Uh-huh. So it says... Um, as part of the settlement, Chipotle will pay 500000 to train young workers and fund education and oversight programs about child labor, bringing the total cost to around $2 million. In agreeing to the settlement, Chipotle did not admit to thousands of these violations. The chain's chief corporate reputation officer, <laughs> PR team, uh, Lori Shalot, said in a statement on Tuesday that, uh, before I read that, let me, how old is this article? Oh, this is of last year, January that's what said, that's what that's January twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Um, that's what they said right here. That's what, yeah. said. that's what they had to deal with that. Uh, she says that they're committed to ensuring that or ensuring that our restaurants are in full compliance with the laws and regulations. We believe that hiring workers beginning at age sixteen, we can provide younger employees a valuable experience and provide a compelling work environment. Over the years, they have been heralded as its food with integrity mantra, mantra and its paid sick leave policy. But like many restaurants, however, the company has struggled with turnover. Well, yeah, because they don't pay you enough. It's just these – I hate – I'm glad these publications are putting uh, awareness out there. But it's hilarious when these companies report high turnovers and they don't – they want to fathom why. It's because you guys don't pay your employees enough. And then you're doing shit like this where you're you're strong-arming managers, management, to basically put your – their employees, and especially minors, in these – Manipulative situations. Like I was around this shit all the time. I mean, I and my. I mean, I. I didn't. I worked in a restaurant when I was 17, 16, 17. They would do this shit all the time. I would leave late as fuck on school nights all the time. Even and then there'd be and it was um, at least in my experience it was because a particular manager just did not like me. Another manager would see that. Why are you here? It was like eleven, dude. I would leave fucking working in a pizza spot. I would leave like at midnight sometimes on school nights. So it's. And, and and like I mentioned before, we're no stranger to when it came to retail. That shit is is rampant. So I'm glad that, that the New York Times had report like had mentioned that that like this is always the case when it comes to the retail, the service industry in general. It's always the case. Um, uh, there's another thing that said the Massachusetts Attorney General states it has a duty to ensure minors are safe working in these in its restaurants. We hope these citations send a message to other fast food chains and restaurants that they cannot violate our child labor laws and put young people at risk. Um, That's why I know like that not many yeah. fast food chains are not open late anymore. That's why I know it too. Like some franchises are not open late. It depends on the franchise discretion now. Because I think it's because of that. Yeah. Holy so shit. Like that. Well, right now too, because of COVID right now, a lot of places have to close at 11. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and because it's just not profitable. It makes no sense. Okay, um, uh, the next ad, well, the next ad, I know we got sidetracked, but that, it's interesting. No, it's good. That was a good, that's a good point. Um, next one is Room. I guess Room's trying to be like the next um, Carvana. Um, it says their dealership plant pain. Where does Room think people buy their cars in the diehard universe? Do you expect more of a focus on the contactless part of Room's business model? That's, so that's why many people are conservative these days. Said the age-old buying cars is unpleasant trope. Honestly, that dealership scene doesn't even look that painful. Conversation with not human being inside a closed indoor room. Because many, a few people, many of us have seen over the past year. This looks almost sublime. Okay. Oh. Hmm. And then here we go. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer All Star Cast. What? 
This is what Yahoo Sports. I'm reading, and guys, all the comments I'm reading are from Yahoo Sports. So mm-hmm. I'm reading you guys what they said, and then we're giving our own two cents about it. If you're curious, what? Just what? Is there some kind of fake seltzer epidemic that's been hidden from the world, or was it created just because someone knew a bunch of celebrity impersonators? Okay. This is a weird one. You can't show a bunch of people with so seven impersonators all very connected to product because then you're just asking, "Hey, is that Mel Gibson for us commercial?" Yeah, oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah, they're the lookalikes, right? Yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> At first, I thought that was them, but actually, uh, just lookalikes. Yeah, that is a little clever, but I okay, I can understand why they're alleged. It's like, why would you, why would you use these likenesses that aren't even tied to uh, hard seltzer being a, a popular drink that was propelled with White Claw being popular and and kind of hitting that mainstream, and and we are people who enjoy these sort of things. Um, yeah, just, although like I've been doing that shit since 2017 with the own combinations, but he, here we are. Like it's as we see more and more of these mainstream brands releasing their own form of seltzers, hard seltzers. It's just it's not gonna stop. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought Mc, that was clever enough, but I can I can understand why they think that that's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. All right, the next one is the Indeed ad, um, The Rising. This is one of the instances where a company's non-Super Bowl ads may be more powerful than their actual Super Bowl ad. The spot is from Indeed. is focused on evoking feelings and emotions with songs and visuals on on-screen words. That's totally fine, but compared to our recent spots, which are focused on telling stories of recent job seekers who have found positions in Indeed, it just feels weaker. Why? I don't know. It's called the Rising. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember I didn't that. See that one. And they, and I've actually seen them. Definitely, uh, I've seen their commercials a lot more lately. But I didn't know. I saw the one they did. Um, I didn't know this. They, they the paid for us. Oh, there it is, right there. Commercial. The Rising. Damn, that's a minute. Remember, remember, sixty second spots and uh, thirty second spots. Oh well, yeah, they do. I think it's just people just. Yeah, I mean, everyone's quarantined, right? Starting out to get jobs, yeah. They definitely are convenient at getting at applying for jobs. Ad. Yeah, what what are they talking about? I don't see any. We helped the experience. They're just being straight to the point. Oh, yeah. I re- okay, I remember this one. Yeah, what? I, I don't see Who doesn't do that after they land? That deserve a D. Wait, yeah. What, what, okay, read that Read that again, what they said. All right. Let's, let's, let's go through it again. Because that, I don't know. I don't... Let's see. They have their own YouTube channel. I let's look at the caption. That. Let's see what the caption says. I don't know. It's like, it's weird. Okay, that's the blanks, I'm guessing. What are you saying, people like them? We help the ones starting out. Get jobs. Okay. Oh, okay. We help the ones starting over get jobs. We help the ones thinking about today getting jobs. Yeah. We help the ones thinking about tomorrow getting jobs. Yeah. No, it's straight to the point. I don't see. What the fuck? I don't, get, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. They're we help being. help the help get jobs. We help the term, term get jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this ad. Help. And I mean, I could I could be somebody who's talked about indeed getting me a job. Like I don't. 
We helped the passionate get jobs. We helped the beginners yeah, get jobs. Yeah, if it weren't jobs. for me, if it weren't for India, I would have got the job that I got now. Yeah, what? We helped the experienced get jobs, yeah. We helped the Reddit get jobs. Yeah, it's straight to... Yeah. And I like how they show that at the end, because, like, that's anybody who got the job after a good interview, like... It's amazing. Yeah, I... Hey, what, what, what's wrong with it? That's what I said. What's wrong with it? Yeah. Better than the fucking mayonnaise commercial. <laughs> no, that should be... What, what that should they, be up there with an A. They put it... What did they say? Let okay. me read it again. Let me read their commentary again, guys. This is what Yahoo says. This is one of the races where, where a company's non-Super Bowl ads may be more powerful than an actual Super Bowl ad. This spot from Indies focused on invoking feelings and emotions with songs and visuals and non-screen words. And that's totally fine. But compared to our recent spots, which are focused on telling stories of recent job seekers who have found positions to indeed, it just feels weaker. Bro, they only have like 30 seconds to do that. Man, fuck you, Yahoo. <laughs> and you know, what? Whoever, who? What? <laughs> you, yeah. It, yeah, compared to other TV spots they had leading up to Super Bowl, they don't understand that the Super Bowl doesn't, they don't allow for that. They have to fit like 10 commercials in one spot, and most of them are 20 to 30 seconds. So there's no way, there's, there's no, what? I thought that did well. I mean, uh, yeah, there's. A, I've seen the. I've seen the commercial before with the guy who worked in the construction and had a couple things on his record, and he was happy to get a job in construction because he felt that's what he knew. And that was a great story that was told in like less than a minute. But at the same time, like comparatively to what the Super Bowl ad time is, this was good. I thought that was cool because it showed different people coming from different walks, like trying to find something sustainable, and then we see the last. Well, no, I actually like this commercial. That was right, before decent. we um get to the final, the, the, the great apps. Um, well, we want to remind you that this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Make sure to use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, you can ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. And definitely check them out, guys. It's really cool. Biko and I use them sometimes when we do episodes, and it's really cool, especially when we have like guests on and um, we want to ask a certain question. We have the interview question deck, and it's really cool because you get to, like, shuffle them off, ask a random question. So definitely check that out, poddex.com. Make sure don't forget to use that special promo code. Really good stuff. Check it out, poddex.com. And now that I believe they also have an app now, so definitely check out the app too as well. So, like, going back, yeah, that Indeed commercial, like, honestly, I, it should not be graded lower than what it is. It should at least be a B or an A at least up there. It has to be up in the A category because to me – that is bull spit. Because that's like, I don't know. I don't know what, what Yahoo has against Indeed, but to me, that is bull spit. What the heck's going on in my browser here? There we go. I'm trying to get back to the list here. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of I disagree with that. It's way better than the fucking Wayne's World commercial. Like, what? <laughs> Let's see. Let's go to what they deem are a great F. Yeah. Because to me, that's like I don't know. I did not agree. Okay. The next one is um, shift for shop. Join the world's first all civilian mission to space. Do you want to go to space? This company may you may not have heard of, t- wants to take you there. Does this company focus on sending civilians to space? 
Do they sell toy spaceships or astronaut ice cream or mattresses or coats or lamps or sunglasses or whatever? If this commercial is the first time you ever heard of Shift for Shop, you have no idea, but they don't tell you what they do. Also, we can hit pause on putting songs covered by 30 voiced women in commercials. I never heard of that. Shift for Shop. Never mind. Uh, next one is the Klarna, the four quarter size cowboys by Maya Rudolph. This is what they call it. Oh, yeah, God. Maya Rudolph bad. is a treasure, but the CG is so, so bad. Yeah. Indescribably bad. That's what they said. So Funny. bad is that the only thing you notice. Could be intentional, maybe, but there are several hints about that in the end. Not a wink. Not a nudge. No indication there's a reason all four versions of Maya Rudolph look like awkward magazine cutouts being in from the early 1980s. Is there a concept here? It's hard to tell because Dan looks just that bad. Whoa. I'm sorry, Maya Rudolph. They did you dirty on this one. Yeah, and and I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan of hers. I just don't really. SNL uh, SNL had its heyday a long time ago, and it's just not. Well, she's still a good voice over work too. Um. Yeah, and, and but that's it's no disregard to her. Uh, it's just it's yeah, that, the whole spot was weird. I just didn't mean, like Karna's the the, the payment a, plan not, stuff. This is what I gave you. Gray F was the Oatly Wild. Yeah, wild. see, yeah. I'm not, no, it's fine. It's fine. Man, I'm not I have the confidence of a CEO who thinks it's a good idea to spend $5.5 million on a Subway <laughs> just to sing badly in the field. Yeah, oh, and I read actually that commercial's old. Like, they, really? they filmed that commercial a long time ago. Yeah, they just didn't put it out until now. I mean, it's an F, sure, because it's really, it's not the greatest, but mm-hmm. it it worked in its execution where it, it got people talking. How bad it is. Uh, oh, God. No, yeah. The, I mean, shit. Oatly, it's been used. You can see them in a lot of your coffee shops. Uh, I, I personally like it, um, but I'm biased. But <laughs> I like the Oatly as far as the product is. Um, I've read, I've researched up that they they have a lot of ties to some bad stuff. But uh, here we are, right? Nobody's hands are. And here's the one I was talking about: innocent. the Bud Light, Bud Light Legends commercial. Remember the stars of past Bud Light Super Bowl commercials? They're here to help. Avengers Endgame style with a major emergency. Convenience stores on Bud Light. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Beyond Sergeant Entertainer, all you see is a crowd of icons who do nothing, get basically zero screen time. Feels like a waste of concept because getting all of them together practically begs for a period of we are the world or hands across America. With so many different figures from different commercials, they're just not as funny as big as faceless group. Maybe do something funny and pick up a town but like truck ain't it. Yeah, that was the craziest commercial ever. I was saying we're trying to go for it, but at the same time it, it was yeah. Guys, have more respect for yourself. Drink a better beer. Yeah. Bud Light's disgusting. Macari, goodbye, hello. Did Macari run out of money after paying for ad time because using a blank commercial that's already been running for months feels like a waste of their first ever Super Bowl spot. <laughs> At least record a toddler or a puppy running around carrying a sign that says Macari. You maybe it was filming an ancient 1980s camcorder on <laughs> that video cassette that would still have been better than this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Macari, if you heard about it, it's that where you can sell stuff. Yeah, I, I've uh, used it to sell stuff in the past. Um, one thing I will say, guys, uh, be wary of, and it could be something I couldn't figure out, but when I sold something on there, they obviously do, they definitely do a good job. I'll give them the props. They do a good job of helping the process. Pretty, It's pretty simple. Downside is they, I didn't notice an option to actually send the money to your account. You get paid in credits. Like it's, it's like you can use that money on their platform. So it's not like you get cash. You just get money towards using another purchase, which I used to get a shirt. But oh, 
but albeit, I'm not gonna take anything away from it. Offer up is a little different than what it is, but Mercari's nice because you you can. There is a lot of cool shit you can find that's you know secondhand, and I'm somebody who is a big proponent for secondhand shopping. Um, kind of keeps things into the cycle of life, and it's just it's more sustainable. But uh, yeah, you can find some cool shit on there. People sell some good stuff in good condition. But uh, that's just one thing to be wary of. It and and. It, it could just be something I couldn't figure out, but yeah, I was a little turned off by that because I thought I was able to like they would give you an option to where you can transmit the 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 money to your pay like a PayPal account, and then from there you can get it to your cash account. But that's something that I didn't necessarily agree with because if that was the case, I would have just fucking went and don't put it to like sell it to a secondhand shop or a consignment shop or something if that yeah. was the case. Alright, and then the last one they ranked here for F was uh, Triple Tax, Spreading Tax for Proceeds Across the Land. You know, on another great concept that comes to Zilch, why did they follow just one tax expert across the land where they had open with a rat and they a herd of desks? So I across the field. Why did they choose an actor with zero charisma to anchor it? Why did they why did they show Nurgle with traveling desks at the end? Of course, you didn't mention how many better versions of this commercial exist in parallel universes, but we'll never know. <laughs> of course, because they were going to remind you, hey guys, tax it's season. It's fucking tax season, guys. Ugh. I know what you're thinking, too. How fast we've already gone back to. We're about to have a year in the pandemic coming up. In March. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because, yeah. Pretty much, like, what, <sighs> mid-March or something? When we went, like, the middle of March or end of March when we went down? No, it was beginning of March. Like, the no, middle. Oh, because we were still... Dude, I, I got shut down March 13th is when I had to yeah, work so from March. Yeah, it's fucked. That's crazy. One year now with this, it's like, I mean, overall, yeah, the commercials. Okay, compared to last year's, you can tell last year's there was more talked about commercials. This year, not so much. I mean, no, man, like, I wouldn't give anybody A's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't definitely not. I mean, like you mentioned, we've only based this on Yahoo's take on it, but man, I don't. I don't agree with it mostly. I'll give it like, I'll give it like fifteen percent. So, like of I said, it. so for right now. Let's go, okay, let's go over the list, and then we'll give our grades. All right. So for the Bud Light, last year's Lemons commercial, what would you give that one? Um, I don't even remember last year's commercial. Life Gives You Lemons is pretty typical, like, saying. Let me show you the commercial. Yeah. Let's go through these ads. I don't remember. We'll go through these ads in real time real quick, and just, like, just to give our... Let's see. That's the thing, I don't remember the, the one last year. No, it's just called. That's what's called. Why don't you just type? Uh, I was gonna say you could type in um, just Super Bowl commercials. Oh, yeah, I was maybe that'd be easier. Super Bowl fifty-five commercials. Super yeah. Bowl. It's gonna be like the first thing I bet you that pops up. I don't want to see. Yeah. Oh, I think you spelled it wrong. Oh shoot! Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, there you go. Super Bowl commercials 2021. There you go, 2021. Oh, it's got all of them? Did someone put all of them on here? Probably. Uh, oh, they got the Weekend Soul performers on here, too. Oh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, 10 yeah, Super Bowl. Hopefully, this is all of them. Oh, okay, hopefully, this is all of them. Seven minutes, guys, so. We can go through all of them right now and see what they show in order. We'll go through them right now, and then we'll talk about the halftime show outdoors. <laughs> I definitely, I don't know. 
I wouldn't give. I wouldn't even give a commercials A's to be honest. Let's see. Because they're just very stale. Okay, this is the Amazon one's the first. Oh one. yeah, for this one, I've seen this one. Right? I uh, don't mind we'll, this we'll, one. I'll give it a B because it's it's. We'll give it a B. Decent enough. I I get it. But like I say, because there's a little teaser with the Michael B. Jordan scene. Yeah, without remorse. Yeah, which I'm I'm excited for that. It's just funny. Yeah, I would give this one a B. I would give that one a B. Yeah. Just because I don't like Alexa. It's creepy. <laughs> it's just funny when he gets like so jostled, trying to sneak It's just. But it looks funny how his eyes look because he's Alexa. His eyes are showing the little Alexa glow. Take kind of points. Oh yeah, here's that Bud Light commercial. Okay, okay. They're trying to be like those old movie trailers. We're in our world. It's that Bud Light commercial and it was like grade F. Oh, uh, with the, with the with Avengers the, type of feel? With the different legends. <laughs> it's like trying to be like the Avengers, yeah. Yeah. What the hell? You will come to the rescue Yeah, it's all the uh, people that are supposed to belong. Rachel. It's been like marketing stuff with Sacred Ultra's big game dot com slash. The heck? What? <laughs> Damn, I like Meryl Light. Okay. I mean, they have been doing that lately, though. They've been attacking Michelob Ultra, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's just competitive. Well, this is... I'm surprised no one talked about this hat. Hey, I don't remember saying this one. No one talked about it. Maybe it was only for online. Jesus Christ, I don't know why, because nobody's going to follow this. But I can see why they're... Because good relations... You know, one thing I don't want to talk to Bryce about this was that red ad, that five-second red ad. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I'll say it's the, that would be my... That would be the top one. That's the best one. This is a Miller Light commercial? Oh, oh yeah, the this is the one I was telling you about. This is the one I was telling you about, the cringy, uh, GC Alexander hoodie. It's, oh, it's like all those different faces. Hey, it's a dog. Let's see? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's for expressions change. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, so, oh. And you're playing the, the song for Greatest American Hero. Yeah, yeah. Dumb. Yeah, it's it's like oh man. Leave it to tie to make it a dumb commercial. I hey, last year's commercial wasn't that bad. Last year's commercial was okay. Yo, Jason Alexander hoodie an apology. It's dirtier than it looks. Oh, okay. Well, I was at the pods. Look at. Yeah, it looks all right. It's aging okay. Looks about the same. Oh, it's here's the, the cringy, oh, oh the cringy mayo. Fucking, it's just I just don't find her. Well, you give that one. No, I give this one a D. D, yeah. Same thing with the Jason Alexander. I'm sorry, I have to get that one a D. Sugar. 
I guess there's different spots because this is the one with the... What are you having potato salad party? <laughs> I guess these were like the teasers for it. Oh, this is the one with Marshall Lynch. It's the, the, the field lace one. I like his robe. Oh, so they're just like talking about the night before Super Bowl. Football like game. Yeah, it's the field lace. All right. I would give this one a B because you get to see Peyton and Eli. <laughs> I like the better though. That's funny. Oh, what the? Archie Manning! <laughs> that was good. That was funny stuff. John Montana, Jerry Rice, nice. Oh, no way. That's cool. Oh, that's nice playing his only. Oh, he says Clark. Is that Troy Aikman? Yeah. Yeah, that's clever. He bought Grant. I was wearing a Dallas shirt. Because he's Cowboys. This says 49 is only. <laughs> Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Terry Bradish, I'll do it for the Steelers, man. Oh, they make the... Yeah, they make the pass, yeah. Dude, what's this much? <laughs> 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 Remember last year's was the 100th anniversary of the NFL? <coughs> oh, okay. The, the Legends House. Dion oh, has, this is the Dion part. He says all Dion. Yeah. It pictures of Dion. He's outside the stadium. Okay, I would give Wait, this. Wait, so did, did they play this before the game? I think they had to play this before like the game. Like leading up to it? Probably leading up to it. I will say I would give this one, like, what would you give this one? Eh, it's clever. It's B. B? Yeah. B. B. Sorry. Yeah, compared to last year's 100th anniversary of the NFL, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't want chips on the Super Bowl day? This is what I was talking about the John Cena with the pink, uh... What? Oh, that's the contest. You can count oh, all the bottles on the that's all, that, that's all the Mountain Dew looks like? Yeah. Oh, I fuck, guess it's dude, what watermelon melon. It was a contest? That so doesn't count, look safe to drink. So that was a contest? You had to count all the bottles Dude, on the what? ad. On the ad you have to? Yeah. No way. Oh, this is the oh, way ad. Oh, this is one. Yeah. Oh, you get that John Cena one. I would, I would give it a C. Yeah. yeah. This one? Why is he using his Norway? Nothing. It, this is the car commercial, right? Yeah. What's GMs going over there or something? No, it's because Norway wants to have all electric vehicles. They want to. They want to stop making like carbon uh, vehicles by like uh, I think it was like twenty twenty three or something. Is that oh, Keenan Thompson? Yes. Yeah, hey. yeah, he's gonna have a new show called Keenan, dude, with uh, Don Johnson. Oh, <laughs> Don Johnson. Aquafina. Oh, the comedian. Yeah, the... yeah she's gonna be in that Ryan the Last Dragon. So I think they're just trying to push the, hey, we're going to... But it has a Cadillac. I think he's in it. Yeah. So he's going to Sibyl's assailant in Norway. Yeah, he's got the globe yeah. in his hand. There's the Cadillac. This is adorable, he says. <laughs> Which one is that? Fin- they're in Finland. He's in Sweden. Sweden. 
Oh, maybe maybe Norway just didn't have GM vehicles out there. That's what I'm saying. It must have been like it must have been like they didn't have Bud Light Lemonade. Let's go. Bud Light Lemonade. Let me look it up because, well, it's basically falling lemons. Yeah, no, I remember it. So I would give that one. I'll say they gave it an A. Yeah, I give it that one. The lemon one they gave it an A. Yeah. You kind of scratch the last. I gave the indeed one an A. Indeed, we're not giving an A, of course. Yeah, three, it didn't. Vampires of Bush, let's grab a beer. Yeah, definitely don't put it as a bad one. Yeah, that one's okay, too. You agree with that one? It was alright. Huggies, yeah. uh, Welcome Baby? I don't remember that one. But it's also a diaper commercial. So, so you're upstream, yeah, I would agree it's an A. Jason Erickson, hoodie? No, that was bad. That was like an F. F? Wow. Yeah, I just didn't like it. Coming to America trailer? Um, I'll give it a C because I do like coming to America. I just don't like trailers. All right, Amazon Echo. We gave it what? A, a uh, I'll B? give that a. I'll give that like a B minus. B minus. Yeah. The Jeep, the middle commercial. Oh, with the boss. Yeah. Um, I'll give that a. Uh, I'll give. Uh, I'll give it a B because I like the notion of it, and I'm, yeah. I, I don't mind Springsteen. Doritos flat, Matthew. Uh, I'll give that a. Uh, I'll give it a C. I'll give it a C for nostalgic no, the purposes. Boss one, I'll give it a B. Boss one, I'll give it a B. Yeah. Bass Pro Shop, I don't shop there, so I can't D- really... Yeah, I don't care for it. I'll give it... <laughs> Old, I saw the trailer. Yeah, I don't think you saw the trailer. For what? Old, the movie trailer. That's a Shyamalan movie yeah. that's coming out? Yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting that you're going to a movie. Yeah. DoorDash, get more from your neighborhood. The, the Sesame Street one. With Abby Diggs. Do you use Sesame Street to pedal DoorDash? Yeah. Oh, damn it. It's bastard. Because I, I gotta donate a dollar to the system workshop. Very order placed. Huh. Very dollar. Well, hopefully. Uh, I didn't see it, so I can't. I don't want to grade it. Yeah. I didn't see it. I saw it. It was alright. I'll give that a B. The Norway, Norway. Oh, that's what we just watched. Um, just watched. I. Uh, I'll give it a. Nah. I'll give it a B minus. Um, I. Because I think they should have used somebody else. Because I, I get it, there's people who like Will Ferrell, I just don't really care for his uh, acting, stuff like that. Um, I like, I like I, the, one of the movies I like him in is Semi-Pro, and I know that's not even one that people really like, but I liked it, because I thought it was cheesy. Tomato Step Brothers. Yeah, 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 it's alright. Um, the State Farm Stand-Ins? Well, Jen Young, I'll give is that the Drake movie. one? That's yeah. the Drake and, uh, and what's Aaron his Rudd. name? And uh, Paul Rudd. Paul that Rudd. was okay. I give it an A. It's interesting to see Drake act again. I give it an A. Um, yeah, that's right. GM one, I think I'll give it like a B. The, the, the GM one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scott's Milk and Grill Contest with the celebrities. I give it a B. I mean, no. it, it would... I mean, that was alright. I mean, now I have to give it like an A. Oh, they gave it an A? No, they gave it a B in that one. Oh, okay. Uh, Sketchers to the Max. I don't I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one either. Uh, Michael Ultra Happy, that's the one we did see. It was alright, I give that. Eh. Is that the one with, uh, where so they're just all hanging out? I think Peyton Manning comes out in there too. Yeah, they're just yeah. hanging out. Oh, yeah, okay, with the sports people. Yeah, yeah. it was alright. Here would be. That was yeah. fun. Okay, great. Uh, the Rocket Mortgage, uh, pretty sure. Oh, Tracy Morgan. Mm, um, let's see. I like how they use Tracy Morgan. Uh, I give it a. I, I, I give it a B minus, but I like to, I, it's nice to see Tracy Morgan on TV again. Even though I know he has a show he's on, but I just never seen it. I give it a C. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, if you're late, one already said was a B. All right, yeah. The E Train, the best around. 
Oh, I love that song, but I didn't remember watching the commercial, to be honest. Uh, Paramount Sweet Victory, that's the one with the, all those people from the shows. Oh, it's for the platform? Um, I, I don't like Spongebob, so I don't care for the song. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, unpopular opinion. I'm one of those people who don't get the appeal. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I give it a C, dude. Another streaming platform that's probably not going to get a lot of viewers, but here we are. Or subscribers. We're getting more, guys. Okay. Um, Helmets really got me here. D. I'm sorry, Helmets. Oh, the the Schumer one? Fuck yeah, that. D, the D, yeah. D. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, oh, Helmets. I don't mom loves you guys. I don't like me. I don't know. Uh, Jimmy John's Beat the King. I give it an A because it's freaking Brad Garrett. Come on. Yeah, I, uh, I don't... If they do a show like this at yeah. the concert... That'd be hilarious. I don't care for Jimmy John's. They place the money with sandwiches. That'd be a big. I like I like the concept of it. He's like a mafia yeah. symbol with sandwiches. That was that's creative. Well, that was creative, creative enough. Yeah, it's creative. Uh, enough. Squarespace five to nine. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It makes sense. They're gonna be Squarespace is good for making websites. He's fine. Yeah. Logitech. I will say B. I will say yeah. yeah I don't know I why don't, people. I don't yeah. want to give to C. That's straight to the point. Alex Scissorhands. I give it an A. Yeah, I'm biased. I, I give it an okay. A because of the way they put it in effort in that commercial. B plus. B plus yeah. for that one? Yeah, just because it could have been Dexcom I like the te- car. Dexcom technology, I'll say B. Oh, that's for the diabetes one. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. I don't remember seeing it. WeatherTech? Oh, my God. WeatherTech because they kept pushing it throughout the commercial. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> yeah. I see so many WeatherTech commercials, I have to give it a B. Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't even remember seeing that one either. The Dr. Squatch uh, so commercial, I have to give it a C because the fact that... Yeah, I see most of those ads online and it's in a Super Bowl. It's kind of weird. Yeah, different. like it wasn't necessary. It was the same style ad in yeah. their ad if you're watching on YouTube. It was the same concept. Like, they didn't do anything different. So the people complain about the Indeed one is kind of what you think about the Sasquatch one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Cheetos, it wasn't me. I would have gave, like, a C+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to see Shaggy, but it was very awkward Wait a minute, with the in pauses there. in yeah. there. And, like, yeah. It was nice to see them, too, on there. But, but like, yeah, yeah too many awkward. dramatic pauses. Yeah. Donna Swift read, I did not see that one, so I can't really. We saw the Eminem once, but we played it. We just watched it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and pandering, just too pandering for me. That's a C. That's a, that's a C. C, sorry. Yeah. to rate, I'm not into mortgage. I can't really. What is it, Rocket Mortgage? The guaranteed rate one? Oh, guaranteed rate. I don't remember that one. Uber Eats, I'm giving it a D. Oh, God. I want to give it an F. You want to give it an F? Yeah, it was just terrible. I gave it a D because of Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. They had a. They had to ruin, yeah, they had to ruin Wayne's World. They just, and God, and I'll say one thing, God, they look so old, man. It's like Michael Myers got fucking some, like, Botox done. <laughs> he just looked weird. He looked very, uh, what's the, what I'm looking for? He looked very silicone But, um, no, dude, cringy all around. Having Cardi B in there was just weird. Auto-tuning it, and then just having to ruin Wayne's World like that for yeah, me. And then, and then the whole pandering, like, saying, oh, you know, go eat local, but they didn't even, like... No, because they take away from local. So oh, can I go space return? Oh, the stacking thing. Eh. Oh, deep. Yeah, not nothing. Nothing's gonna compare. Nothing's gonna compare to uh, Rick and Morty. I'm sorry. Yeah, I. I the Rick and Morty that was, last year was much better. That was way better. Yeah. The Chipotle one. Oh, well, now that we read about now that Now we read shit. about it, I'm oh, sorry. Fuck. I can say that. I'm yeah, sorry, guys. Fuck, that's an ass. Look, I haven't eaten there in a long time, so... Good concept, but yeah, the way Yahoo brought that to our attention. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's kind of messed Room, up. Room? Uh, Room's just trying to be like Carvana, so I can't really... I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it very much. I didn't see it. Megalob Ultra Organic Seltzer, All-Star Cast. Oh, that was the lookalikes? I gave it a C, I'm sorry. I gave it a C because it was interesting. But I first thought it was dev, but it said, no, they're lookalikes. I'm like... Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird, yeah. yeah. I'll give it a C. 
indie rising in a yeah i liked it i thought it was sweet short sweet to the point very relatable um not a bad way to use the revenue for an ad spot. Uh, yeah, uh, I give it an A. Uh, Klarna, Four Quarter Cowboys. By Rudolph, right? Nah, it's an F. F. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Shipper Shop, don't know about it. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Oh, Lee, because I know... Oh, that's an F. It's yeah. gets good for Bullet Legends, I'm sorry, Bullet Legends. F. Yeah, that was the commercial. Like, it just didn't seem like it was much. That, no, that, the was, way a, that just... was a trailer. Let me look for the actual commercial. Oh, okay. Let, let me look for the actual commercial. Yeah, it didn't seem like that was much of a commercial. Yeah, let me look for the... But that was just a... I guess most of these... They had teasers in the days leading up to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wiser. Yeah, by God. Or Bud Light. So, oh, Bud Light no, Legends. It's a different one. Yeah, it's got to say Bud Light Legends. supposed to be Bud Light Legends. I think I just put Bud Light Legends to make it easier. Yeah. Because they, what they did was they put most of the teasers to these ads online first just to test it out. Yeah. On YouTube. I can tweak it. See, this is the little lemonade one. It's going to be one minute ad. Here we go, but then this is commercial. Oh, so it's extended. Kind of extended cut? Okay. Uh, the other ones? TurboTax? Nah. I didn't see. Those are fine. Mercari, goodbye, hello, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Let's see. Before we grade this Bud Light Legends, let's see how. Uh, before we change our. Okay, so it's like Endgame. See how they're all coming from the different ads? Yeah, what the hell? It's original. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I think because the way they didn't get that much screen time, because look, they're just coming out through the different I'm just boys. hanging out, yeah. You came to help me. This guy. Plus Malone. Get Cedric. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that the bottle's carrying. Oh look, like they're just trying to deliver the butt light in the caveman. What? Yeah, I don't remember singer. The singer guy. Yeah. Oh, they're all take team. There's there. Oh, the butt night. Oh, well, they're kind of show most of them. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I don't that. know what they're talking about. How they made it seem like they didn't. Oh what the! Oh, oh shit! shit. Oh. What was the point of that? And this guy got to make it. Oh, Let's get out of here. Oh, they restocked the fridge. Thank God. Yeah, See, this is why I caught it when the guy was singing. Uh, Alright, well. No, yeah, all right. I would give it a C. Yeah, it's okay. I would give it a C. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to change my stance. Yeah, I'd give bad. it a C. It's, it was not bad. It was interesting. So. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, yeah. The Flat Matthew, we get, did we talk about Flat Matthew? No, we yeah, we did. we did. So, okay, so that, that takes care of the commercial part before I wrap up. Uh, what was your take on the halftime show? I know something, because I know we would do music and stuff. Oh, I, it was nice to see, um, it was nice to see The weekend kind of be put on the main stage. Uh, I know, I'm sure a lot of people who don't listen to his music didn't really know who he was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was great. I thought it was cool. The transitions were my favorite part. Uh, Especially the hallway transition was kind of interesting. yeah, like yeah, that all, was really, all the sequence was. A, but I think this is the first Super Bowl where it was just one artist. It didn't have like guests or anything. No, no, that was cool. That's what I think kind of made it more. I think because too with COVID and stuff, they had to find a way to. 
I don't think that was a problem. I mean, they had people there watching the game, so I don't think that was even the least of the. No, but artist-wise, I think that it's not like that. It was just him. But they had a bunch of people on the field. It wasn't any different. I mean, no, they're all wearing masks, but it didn't matter. Like, I, I think it was creative enough. Uh, one little trivia, but uh, one tricks point never who was also a, a big electronic artist from back in the day too. He was the one who kind of was the music director for this. Oh. For weekend, and uh, he's the first ever Canadian uh, Canadian to perform in the halftime show. Really? Yeah. So very, it was very cool that they both like caught together to make this creative. I thought it was cool. It kind of told a story about his career in the beginning, and and kind of transitioned to him being a, a very successful mainstream pop artist, and and to see from his beginnings, because like if you're not aware, like most of his music from back when he first came out with the mixtapes uh, was mainly about drugs and, and uh, just and having good times with parties and being promiscuous and things like that. So for him to go transition from that to like having someone like Max Martin who was a very, if you guys don't know, a very popular songwriter in, in the pop world. He's written for so many people. Max Martin's very much in the industry and he's written a lot of his songs. So like I Can't Feel My Face. A lot of those pop things, Blinding Lights, he wrote that too. So like a lot of that a lot more of his poppy sounding songs are written by him, and so it was. I it's 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 amazing for him to to see how his his career has progressed in the past decade, and to see him uh, like get that shine. Uh, I liked it a lot better than Maroon 5's whatever the fuck that was last year. Um, and and just for him to yeah for it being just a solo performance and and one being in a pandemic year, which has made it interesting enough that like he was able to move within those transitions very well for such a short time frame they give them. I was like 14. Yeah, because I think they only give them like 14 minutes because usually it's like a 10 minute. Yeah, because they do the report in the beginning, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, No, it was cool. No, I, I enjoyed I it. Cool. It was really enjoyable. The lights thing was cool. Um, I wish they would... Uh, it was interesting that they showed the band even though they had they weren't really playing. It was just in transition. It was just... It didn't make... None of their instruments were plugged in so it's just, you know, they're just acting. Uh, but... Overall, I thought it was I was cool. watching a thing about that. I forgot what I was watching about that, about the, how they ranked, like, the cringiest, like, uh, Super Bowl performances. Oh, really? And they talked about, like, the Rattle Chip Peppers, even, like, about that one when they were, they were switching plugged in when they were doing over on Mars. And he went on record saying they were told because the NFL wanted to pre-record or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they wanted to play live. Yeah, they, they wanted to play live, but NFL said no. Yeah. Because fucking... of time constraints and everything. Yeah, it's like, you guys are dumb. Uh, but, yeah, like, it... What I do like is that, like, he was, I mean, for how exhausting, exhausting it looked, because he, he was still hitting the notes, even running around. like. Yeah, I had to give props. Like, yeah, his build um, was, like, really, like... Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, and then the memes were... <laughs> oh, yeah, the memes, guys. Of course, the memes. I fucking love the memes. Um, and it was cool. I was, I was watching the Bulls game yesterday, and they had Benny the Bull. He was dressed in the suit, and he was wrapping his face... With the, <laughs> the white tape, and the white tape, the weekend's dancers were had on their faces. Yeah, he was rapping it while because uh, they panned the camera to him and he was rapping this. Oh, that was funny. Oh, uh, they call, when they call, uh, it, it was good. But overall, yeah, I think it was great. It was a nice little uh, tr- intermission for a game that was basically won in the second quarter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a Super Bowl to remember and, and, and one that at least for people who are fans of the sport and uh, and like 
at least for based on our experience in our lifetime, um, it's interesting to see one of the greatest people play the game. And we we akin it to somebody, and he he's already getting comparisons to Michael Jordan, which I don't think is necessary. It's just dumb that they're doing that. Uh, two different sports, they are icons in their own respective right, but like it's it's cool to see one of the greatest kind of like do you know what they call him the goat, right, Tom Brady. But uh, it's it's interesting to see how far he's been in the NFL and 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 impressive for his age, still playing at the high level and. And yeah, I mean, it's cool to see a game like that because you know you, that's going to be talked about for years to come. And and for someone like you and I who watched Michael Jordan's prime uh, and being able to see his dominance in the '90s when with him with the Chicago Bulls and and me being a diehard fan of the Bulls, like comparing it to now. But uh, you know, to see that it's it's once in a lifetime to see it yeah. and, and and like. You know, not a lot of people get to say that. They get to see some of the greats put being put on display like that. And then congrats again to the Buccaneers for winning the big game. All right, guys. I will say that will do it for this week. And, of course, we went sports heavy this week well, because we did last year. We did a lot of review of Super commercials and decided to do it again this year. So, like I said, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Talking, all one word. Um, if you want to tweet us any suggestions or any questions you have for us, um, make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkingpop. You can call us, check us out on the backlog episodes on Anchor, Google, Apple, Spotify, also on iHeartRadio, and Pandora, guys. Um, you can also check out our store at spring.com slash store slash talkingpop. We got shirts, we got merch. Um, soon we'll have the new logo on a t-shirt soon. We'll have to get that going as well. Uh, I'd like to thank our listeners here in the U.S. and also our international listeners as well. Thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening to us. Um, that's it. Um, any last words be cool before we wrap up? Uh, not that I know of. No, no. Just, right. just watch the commercials if you want. But yeah, check the out best. the ads, guys, are on YouTube and see what if you agree with us, the way we're grading these ads. It's up to you guys. Also, check out the article from Yahoo Sports where we got the information from. Check out that article and see if you agree with their gradings of the ads as well. Like I said, thank you so much for joining us. Stay safe, especially in the Midwest and upper U.S. Stay warm. As always, geek on. Take care. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, it's Stefan Chise from Talking Pop with Stefan Chise and Biko. Just let you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs, and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Pops or Not logo on there. Also, we have stickers, so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, whatever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>